listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, 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 what's up, yo, yo? Yo, yo, we're going to slow it down so we can speed it up, yo. Right now, I want everybody to come in front. That's right, move forward. I want all the poppers and the breakers to form this circle. I want all the poppers, the breakers, the writers, and the exciters to get in this circle and make it real live, yo. Because I'm seeing too many stars up in here tonight, yo. I'm seeing the Rock Steady crew. I'm seeing Ken Swift. I'm seeing Mr. Wiggles. I'm seeing Mauricio. I'm seeing Crazy Legs. Man, I'm seeing the Zulu Nation up in here. I'm seeing the Raucous Family, Shabam Sadiq, Company Flow, Menelik. I'm seeing Geology, Sean J. Period. Man, it's the Black Star Movement. Most depth, Talek, Quali. We're gonna keep it live for the B Boys and B Girls University. Rocksteady Japan, Rocksteady Europe, Rocksteady New York. Yo, we just gonna keep it live all over the world. Get live, y'all. Party people in the place to be. My name is Talib Quali. Yo, I got my man on the side of me. Most definitely. And we are Fresh. Black Star. Fresh. G Young. Fresh. High Tech. Fresh. Native Tongue. Fresh. Sean J. Fresh. 88. Fresh. 98. We about to motivate. Come on, y'all. Here's a little story that must be told. About two young brothers who was put on hold. They tried to stop a go. We on a spiritual plane. Tried to kill the pride. And destroy the name. We just two bad brothers. Who will never quit. Or most deaf. Quali. We, we the, the ultimate. ultimate. Make sure that you tell. Everybody. You know, to get on live, take a ride to the Black Star Show. Come Black on. Star, shine it. shine it, we in the house. Shine it, shine it, we in the house, y'all. Black Star, shine it, shine it, we in the house. Shine it, shine it, we in the house, y'all. Black Star, shine it, shine it, we in the house. Shine it, shine it, we in the house, y'all. Black Star, shine it, shine it, we in the house. Shine it, shine it, we in the house, y'all. Born with the funk from the womb of Brenda, Sia likes the Lord, but she used to dig the spinners. First with the style from the birth canal, and now I got the flavor to make the crowd go wild. So dig it, hi ya, ooh, watch me kick it. I'm taking no shorts unless this girl from my midget. I packed the piece more than chicken pack grease. I'm nearly knocking boots, but if not, I'll knock teeth. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. Where the hell did these lyrics come from? It's from uh, the Funky Child, uh, which is by Lords of the Underground, Karen. Okay, I'm talking about knocking boots and teeth. I'm confused. Well, it is a pretty old song, and knocking boots was pretty popular in the 90s. Okay, alright. Uh, I believe it was popularized by a group known as H-Town, a group of light-skinned brothers from Houston that all had S-curls. Ah! Who are making a comeback, by the way. Wow. Word. <laughs> Life getting all starting. That just tells you where the state of music is right now. Them niggas thought they could make a comeback. But, um, yo, if, you, if you're listening to this, then uh, you should at least recognize at least one of these voices. Yes. At least one, because we always tell you to go listen to the Negro Majority. Yes. Now, if you've been a faithful listener to the Negro Majority, then you should recognize both voices, because she's been on the Negro Majority at least twice. Yes. And know that if you can't spell Majority, don't fuck with his show. Yeah. <laughs> does not appreciate that shit. No. Um, but uh, the, the first voice you heard was actually Real Ange. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always on, um, well, she's on Twitter. Yes, she is. At Real Ange. And Ange is A-N-G-E, no matter how it sounds like I'm pronouncing it because I'm from the South. Uh, so ah. what's up there, everybody, Ange? Hi, guys. Yes, and you do a good job, and I like your accent. It works. Just don't call me Rolange, like Adjective J did. <laughs> that's why you're my favorite guest. <laughs> Rolange. Wow. That is I still yeah. call you. It's like Beyonce's sister. Yeah. I still call her Rolange in my head. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, also the other voice, uh, which has been given away is I always adjective underscore J on Twitter, the letter J. Um, say what's up to everybody, J. Yo, what is up? It's a, you know I gotta stop doing that. It's uh, hey, people. I love it. It's a staple. I, I know. I, I I've been trying so hard to come up with another punchline. I'll have another oh. one. I'm I'm oh. working on a new one. That one's that one's getting old. You can't run from not who you me. are. Not to me. I always say say that again. That as in D A T on every podcast I go on. This is true. I just want to point out that while I can't run from who I am, like Michael Jackson managed to turn himself to a white woman. So I mean, it's possible. Uh, I think it can be done. Wow, I had so much <laughs> jokes that went through my head just now yes. that I did not say because I know motherfuckers are sensitive. So, welcome to the new me. Anyway, <laughs> um, of course, uh, Adjus J's show is the Negro Majority. Uh, it's spelled K-N-E-E and then space G-R-O-W Majority. You can find it on Podomatic and iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Yes. Um, also, of course, he does the Urban Sports Report. Is that one on Stitcher yet? Uh, that, that one is not on Stitcher. Like, we're waiting to hear back from him, and you know how long Stitcher takes. So, yeah, Stitcher hasn't got back to me, but it is on iTunes, and you can also get it on Podomatic at urbansportsreport.podomatic.com. And that podcast, is that part of the Geese Gone Raw Collective that they have going over there? It's like the the, the Voltron of nerds? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, right now, uh, I think we're like the kneecap of the Voltron. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're, definitely, we're definitely part of the Geese Gone Raw. I think uh, I missed the, uh, we were supposed to have a conference call that I'm going to call myself out for missing. So, I may have gotten dropped from Geese Gone Raw, but they never sent me my chain either. So, I'm, I'm a little worried. But uh, right now... <laughs> Right now, yes, I am part of Geese Gone Raw. Can't be walking the streets yeah. with no chain, man. Scott keeps saying it's in the mail, but I don't believe him. I don't believe um, him. The, other, the other show you have, which is actually a sub-show of your regular show, because, you know, you're all particular and shit like that, <laughs> um, is We Talk Over Movies, which is a new concept. Can you explain exactly what it is to the audience? Um, it's half movie review and half commentary. Uh, the What I'm looking to do, actually, is to uh, grow it to the point where there's a lot of people and we all get together and we watch movies. Uh, I'll probably try to get it um, into a Skype call once I get enough people interested in it. And we'll essentially just all start a movie together uh, via Xbox Live and Netflix. And then I'll tape us talking over it and then put that up as, as the commentary. And then, of course, I do reviews. Um, most of the reviews should be done with Phenom Black. Like, it's kind of a joint venture where you had a similar idea so we kind of we kind of hooked up and and uh wonder twin activated across it but uh <laughs> currently uh i think there's i got one up right now with me and him i have one that's actually sitting on my computer right now that will go up as soon as i get a chance uh for for sweet karma which so far i have not picked a movie that was good yet okay so what let me ask so okay when you say we talk over movies, do you mean we as in black people or we as just the people that you have on your podcast? Um, I'm a firm believer that it'll just be the people on my podcast. Uh, and I'm hope that the, everyone on my podcast won't solely be black. Not that I have an issue with black people. I, I love them. But, um, you know, I, I think I've been to uh, enough movie theaters without black people to realize that black people are not the sole talkers over movies. We don't own no. that. No, because okay. I, I just wonder because I, I like if I come on the show, I just want to be stereotypically black and I want to say stuff like, "No, nigga, don't go in there, bitch, get out the room." 
explain anything else. Like, I'm not like you guys can all be like, oh well, you know, the depth of this scene is very no. emotional, and I can be like, run, nigga, he gonna cry. Like, I just want to do that and fuck up the entire the entire uh, podcast. But for those of you who didn't do the first one, Hobo with a shotgun, I think me and some other people watched it. We didn't actually do recording that he had with him and Brandon. Please go check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, that one was very very bad, but we had a blast and we really did have a good time. So when he put those uh, requests out on Google Plus, you put it on Google Plus. Please join us. And of course, the other person is real Ange, not real Ange. No, real Ange. Real Ange. Uh, <laughs> now I'm doing it because because I was afraid to do it. Bougie is contagious. Thanks, Adjective J. Y'all the show. Bougie is contagious, sir. Um, but anyway, uh, real Ange. She has bought the domain realange.com which is smart because yeah. that's how I had to do the black guy with tips. Yeah. You think the black guy with tips was created overnight? No. Mm-hmm. We bought that shit with no trees on a lot. We was like, fuck it. <laughs> we gonna buy a blank just in case something happens. Yeah, we put the trees there, but you know, yeah. you wanna go, what are you What are you planning on putting there or do you just wanna um, just have it just so you know why else can have it? I did that Principally, like, yes, I want to buy it before anyone else would think to do that just even as a joke. So I bought it. And my intentions are to do everything that I do in some sort of combination, to have it all in one. Like my photos. I was kind of thinking about doing a podcast that's sort of in the air, but I'm not too sure how that goes. I would need everybody's go-ahead. I want everybody's goodwill on that. Um, But, yes, anything. Writing, I do poetry, I'll do a, a blog, but instead of having it on Tumblr and Twitter and all these different websites, just put it all in one place. Oh uh, well, I don't think you need our goodwill to do that. Um, you could do that shit on your own, and mm-hmm. does that mean I don't have your goodwill? Why not just talk? No, of me? course you do. Yes, you do. But you don't. You don't need it. Like you don't need anybody's approval, man. Just go do your fucking thing, man. Fuck those and people. We'll support yeah. you. Anybody that feels like they can lord over you the ability to do some shit for yourself, man. Fuck those people. More like you guys were my inspiration, the both of you, really. Well, the three of you, actually, I should say. I'm meaning both podcasts, but in general, the idea would have never come to mind if it wasn't for the three of you right now in this quote-unquote room. So, that's all. Truthfully, truthfully, it really goes back to Rod and Karen because they're the ones who inspired me. So, it really kind of goes back to them, truthfully. I'm I'm just another nigga with a mic. Oh, well, enough ass-kissing. Let's just move on. <laughs> this made me very uncomfortable. Yes, I know. I'm going, should, I, should I say thank you? I'm tearing, um, I'm tearing up a little bit, so yes, let's keep going. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> yes, we can't have no tears. No tears in the chat. Well, if you're listening to this this far, um, then you should know. This is the Blackout Tips Podcast. Yes, it is. And you can find us all kinds of places, as the, like the aforementioned, theblackouttips.com. Yes. Where you can go there and do all kinds of extra cool shit, like um, vote in the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you vote in the polls, you can um, leave a comment. Yes, you can. And we already have people voting in yesterday's poll, even though it hasn't even been 24 hours. Um, and the poll was, can a woman be a simp? Yes, because I I noticed there was a lot of debate about that in the chat room during our live show, and um, let's see if they can take that debate and put some reasons behind it and vote in the poll, and we'll find out can a woman be a simp? I already know what I think, Karen, but I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I don't want to change the poll. Nope. Too scientific. <laughs> but also, also when you're there, you can go to our store mm-hmm. and you can buy all kinds of stuff that has our logo on yes. it. And Keep taking pictures. Yeah, all kinds of um, things that we've uh, actually 
become known for. Yeah. Someone wanted me to make a shirt, and now you know if you want me to make a shirt specifically designed for you, let me know. You know, if you have an idea, uh, email the show or hit hit us up on Twitter or whatnot. But um, someone wanted me to make a shirt called Sword Ratchetness, and I was like, that we don't support that. No, we would have like anti-sword ratchetness, like a <laughs> yeah. picture with the sword and like the no slash to it. Yeah, you can't. Like, <laughs> are you listening to this show or you skimming through it? I'm against that. Put yes, the swords down, Pro-Taser, sir. Pro we, we, we could do that. Uh, but, yeah, you can uh, go to the store. You can, of course, donate to the show. We have people that do recurring donations. We do one-time donations. Um, yes, guys. Both types are appreciated. Um, and It's very awesome when you guys do that. Yes, and don't forget, guys, please continue to send us your pictures because we still cook medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to put... Oh, God, I'm slacking on that. I just... I got, like, 50 pictures in my inbox. <laughs> Things I need to do. Alright, um, also, of course, um, when you're there, you can um, make sure you leave comments on the actual post if you want yes, to. Yes, you can. Like, you don't have to go vote in the poll. If you want to just leave a comment there and tell us how we shouldn't be picking on you anymore because it's not funny and <laughs> you don't think that that shit was cool, then you can leave that comment and we'll read it on the show and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely change up how we talk about you. Um... And also, of course, the voicemail line, 704-557-0186. The blackoutists at gmail.com is our email. Um, And, of course, we're all on Twitter. Everybody in this proverbial room, as uh, Ange referred to it earlier, I am at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is D-A-T. Adjective J is adjective underscore J. And real Ange is... Real Edge on Twitter. All one word, all lowercase, no spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have all that in the show notes, of course. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, also, man, um, go and nominate uh, the podcast in podcastawards.com. Yes. Um, we want to be nominated under comedy, but... Go and find, you know, all the people that you listen to in the Chitlin Circuit or even the people that aren't, you know. Go nominate those people. Show your support as a fan. It takes literally a minute. One minute. I would say this. If you are, like, a fan of my show and this show, uh, nominate this show. Like, my show is, you know, whatever. It's okay. But this show is vastly superior. Nominate this show. Like, and if you can nominate me, I would prefer that you nominate the Black Eyed Tips instead of my show. That is very kind of you, uh, Adjunct J. Um, so, yes, all y'all do that. Make sure you give us his votes. Because we will become <laughs> the most powerful podcast of all time! <laughs> yes, but, but as we grow, I feel like everybody grows. So the podcast team. Highlanders. Yes. No, fuck that kid. Cut the heads off. We are the most powerful podcast. Fuck all the other oh, ones. No. Oh, I, give us you, their votes. Would, would, you not, would you not taste their heads off? I thought you were against swords. <laughs> Yeah, well, Highlanders are pro sword. The analogy doesn't work if I say tasers. <laughs> analogy would they be all They lightning, up. but I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, they get hit with lightning, which is the ultimate tase. True. But ah. I don't know that, uh, I don't know what to say. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this show is actually sponsored. Woo-hoo! Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by the comedy feature film Gorilla. No, not like a monkey gorilla. Gorilla like Gorilla Well Warfare. You know, so all the racist people calm down. Which is available on DVD at shadowdollproductions.com slash gorilla HTML. I will have that link on our on our site. Uh, Shadow Dog Productions, all they want to say is that 
Gorilla is the most ratchetist. That's right, Karen. Invented a new use of ratchet. Mm-hmm. The the ratchetist ass movie we made here at Shadow Dog Productions. Now we watched this yesterday, yes, Karen. Yes, and we live tweeted it. It was hilarious. Yes. Um. Now of course, Shadow Dog Productions is an independent film. Uh. Studio. Yeah, so you won't find them on Netflix, at least not yet. Yeah, but they um, <laughs> the movie was so fucking ridiculous. Yes, it was. It, um, my, my I don't want to give away too no, much of the plot, but I will say it's a movie about making movies. So for movie nerds like me, um, Adjun J, you might enjoy it too. Yes, because you know movies about making movies have a certain appeal to people that love movies. Yes, right. um, but it's a movie about a guy who basically figures out a way and they give this away at the very beginning to cheat people out of millions of dollars yes. while making the like he gets millions of dollars from his investors and then proceeds to spend sixteen thousand dollars to actually make a movie. movie and he doesn't just make one movie he makes two, two movies at the same time and they are very 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 fucked up movies uh, that are filmed in very low budget circumstances. Yes. You know, we got, uh, actors running around in the back of other actors' shots. Yes. From two different, comp- completely different, different movies. movies. Two different directors. Yeah. You got two, a- you got the same actor playing two parts in different movies. Yes. In the same setting. Yes. Like, just amazingly, uh, and neither movie is about the same shit. Um, so I don't know, man. It was, I thought it was funny. Um, there's some great uh, actors in there. Um, there's one guy who I thought was gay the entire movie and plays probably one of the funniest gay guys I've ever yes. seen. Um, and there was also a director that, I mean, it's a little graphic, you know, like there is a, a frontal chest shot. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also a, a man who, and this is not exaggerating, a man who's walking around with a sock on his dick. So, if you're not ready for that, then maybe you're scared. But if you listen to this show, you shouldn't be scared of that kind of shit. No, no. And I would like to give a shout out to Dexter. I'm not going to give it away, but I love your non-acting performance. Yeah, it was probably one of the best, uh, I would say the seminal acting performance of Dexter's career thus far. Yeah, um, probably one of your favorite roles because he does nap a lot in the yes. movie. And he was multitasking, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he actually naps past the space time continuum in one scene. It was probably <laughs> the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yes. Anyway, we enjoyed the movie, um, and you guys should check it out. Now let's get into some podcasts. I'm sorry, the title again of that one. The title of that movie is Gorilla. Oh, that's G- okay. I didn't know if you were still talking about the same thing. G U E, right? Yeah, G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A, Gorilla, for those people out there listening. Speaking of which, hey, this wasn't even on the itinerary, but, um, you know, I go to our, our website, and, you know, we have access to our statistics when you have a website. Mm-hmm. You can, like, check to see, like, what search terms people are using to find your show, mm-hmm. what links they're clicking. Yes. Um, so, first of all, shout out to Black Girl Online. That yes. is a porn message board where somebody told them about our Ray J episode and a ton of people downloaded it. But someone found our site by searching the words nigger gang. Oh, how did that? <laughs> so, so since they found it that way, I was like, you know, I want to know how far down on Google are we if you type in nigger gang. Ah! 
You know, like, yeah, we the first shit that comes up because we never talk about nigger games. Except when uh, Mel Gibson said she was raped by a packing nigger, but that's not a gang of niggas. So, like, I was, I have no idea, and I would, I don't I have no idea how we got on that list or, or how far they had to search. But in my efforts to find this, I would put nigger gang in Google. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the government doesn't track that. But um, ah! a message board came up called Chimp Out, mm-hmm. and it is the most racist shit. Wait, I have, have ever seen in my life. Yes, it's it called is. chip out. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's so racist to the point of where I just actually laugh about it. Like I couldn't be angry. You know how you read something so racist, you're just like, huh? Well, that that is tremendously racist, sir. I bid you good day. Um, so I went to I went to their I clicked on their site, and the first thing that came up was white guy takes on nigger game and owns them. Owns is spelled incorrectly, by the way. Ah, yes, it is. They spell owns O W N E S. Um, and it says strange. The media and the niggers say that niggers are superior fighters and athletes. I call bullshit on that. Niggers are superior, aren't superior to anything other than another nigger. Another spelled A space another. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. It's so awesome to see a human person hold his ground against a pack of wild blacks. No, the guy. The guy has no fear, just like Epic Beard Man. So they like make heroes out of like these random viral videos of like a white guy winning a fight with a black guy, like. That becomes a hero on their website. Yeah. And, I, like, literally, I, the, the site could not be more, like, it's almost like a parody of racism. Mm-hmm. Like, there's pictures of, like, a, a, a ape holding a gun, a picture of some niggas that look like they fighting to get into KFC. Ah! Um, and these are these guys' avatars. Yes. Um, and they go on and talk about, like, how, like, this one guy, his name is Universal Coon Free World. Um, and apparently he's been banned, but I don't know what he did, but he got banned later. How do you get banned from a racist site? Like, do you say, <laughs> do, you su- do you suddenly say, you know what, maybe all niggas aren't bad, and then you get banned? What do you have to say to get banned by these guys? <laughs> I met a good one today. Hey, hey, player, why are you banning me? A <laughs> nigga helped me change my flat tire. Is that wrong to say? <laughs> yes. No sir, no sir. We we cannot deal with that. He says uh Scan Scandi Asian which I, I don't know what country that makes that's what we can Scandi Asian. Scandi Asian We are the sons of Romans. The sons of the Vikings, the sons of the Celtics. I mean obviously not the actual Boston Celtics because mm-hmm. those dudes are black. Um ah. the Greeks, the Irish, the Spanish, the Germans, the Saxons. We're built for war. We will always be what the niggas expect the least. That's historical. (laughs) 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 No Google check on that. How can you argue this? It's on the wiki. Um, And what to say about the Asians? They mastered the art of fighting and the art of war. Shout out to (laughs) Shirley Walsh. Shut up, Asian everywhere. <laughs> we love movies. You would think that um, you know, that would be able to um, uh, you know, like you would think that a site that hates niggers would not like like Asians. You would just think that that wouldn't work. Um, and then Scandi Asian responds, "Damn right, 
The thing that needs to happen now is more people need to find their inner Viking, their inner samurai. Uh oh, that's not white. Their inner Saxon, their inner, <laughs> their inner ninja. You know, like you just naming shit. Like their inner African warrior. Wait a minute. Um, their inner Greek Spartan, and show these niggers and nigger lovers that we are not going to allow allow with one L human civilization to descend. Down to the levels of former Rhodesia, Somalia, and Detroit. Wow. I guess nobody with black people live in Detroit. The question is, I had no idea Detroit had become an African country. You know what? Like, I feel like I should be pissed off, but this I can't help but laugh. This is so ignorant. I can't. I, I just want to laugh at it and, and not pay attention. I, I really, it's crazy, man. Um, I'm going to sign up for the site, I, and I mean this. I literally am going to sign up for the site and just start trolling. I thought about it, but I was like, that's too much work. Um, I, and then he was, the other guy responds back, it's just that the dumb niggers are still at, it's just that the dumb niggers are still at something. So he missed a word. I think he meant to say, it's just blank that the dumb niggers are still dumb at something we overcame. Anyway, <clears throat> that we overcame some hundreds and hundreds spell H U N. Dreads like D R E A D S. Hundreds like dreads in your hair. Right. right. We overcame some hundreds, and to make sure that you know he is stupid, this wasn't a typo. He spells it again. Hundreds and hundreds. Of years ago. What? Did the dreads he been cutting? <laughs> <laughs> While it was time for us to evolve in civilization and manners and everything that pertains to that, those dumb fucking beasts were still acting like savages. We in no doubt have the eternal passion of manhood inside of us. Jeez. Pause. <laughs> oh, he's racist, but he's not homophobic. He would not pause that. Wow, that was awesome. He put a comma though. Yeah, he put the comma. Yeah, maybe that's his pause. But but with uh, no space after the comma either. Anyway. What? <laughs> but with media, uh, yo, if you look at it, it's the eternal passion inside of our, inside of manhood, the eternal passion of manhood inside of us, but, with manhood and cultural conditions that exist, we just didn't tap into it. Uh-oh. We should destroy fucking niggas without a doubt in every way possible. It's not even a doubt, Ange. Wow. I mean, it's never wow. in doubt. If yeah. they wanted to, they if just they don't want, want to. They just lazy. Yeah, they just gave up on boxing and MMA and all that shit. Basketball. You know? Basketball. Yeah. Baseball. They just did ball. Yeah. They didn't feel like it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're good. We're tired. Um, let's see. Uh, it was, well, oh, it's just that there's a dilemma or paradox since Sense spelled S-I-N-S-E, which is um, no form of sense. There is no form of sense spelled that way. No. He could have went with the uh, with S-I-N-C-E. Yes. He could have went with S-E-N-S-E. Yes. He decided to fuck it up both ways. <laughs> Since we interfered, uh, which is not interfered, but okay, interfered with uh, nature, it was time... For it was time to master civilization and its values, but with millions of niggers around us today, I like how some words are huge and nicely used, and then niggers just kind of like interrupt the thought process. <laughs> 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 you 
know? <laughs> I better add it. I haven't said nigger in the past four words. These are using dilemma, paradox, civilization, and niggers in one sentence. Like that should be some ah. type of achievement on Xbox for that. Yes. <laughs> um, but but with millions of niggers around us today, we're going to have to live through our inner warriors 24/7. But hey. Doing that is a must if you want to have the best quality of life anyway. Laffy face. Niggas are just too. Ah, ah, ah. You know, I think I think what we're missing here is that this has to be a parody because we live in a post-racist society. So there's no way that these people actually mean this. This is all just jokes, right? Yeah, you think these guys uh, voted uh, Democrat? Yeah, I think I, I think these are the, the biggest supporters of Obama known to mankind. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling these uh, these guys are our Tea Party voters. Well, um, <laughs> this this is, is your post-racism society. That's right there. Posting online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of posting racism going on. Correct. That is uh, <laughs> um, And we just have to let them know. Hey, nigger. We can just... <laughs> what? You just got to go to a nigger and let them know sometimes, Karen. You walk outside your front door, you tap them on the shoulder, you say, Hey, nigger. We can destroy you in one second. Where's my peace of mind? Don't push it. Wow. I'm not sure what that sentence means. Where's my peace of mind? Um, but that doesn't exist since, spelled wrong again, they're not even human and this is life. But, and then in parentheses, ah. about to go deep, Karen. He needs to explain what that deep. means. But what if we built that new rule? What must we do to obtain that? Question mark. Mm, message. <laughs> he dropped knowledge on you, Karen. Yes. Now, of course, my nigger brain can't understand that, but I, nope. I know we meant something in parentheses. The nigger is a savage beyond comprehension and dumb as hell. Oh, I, just, ah. <laughs> I just love how he's like, it's a savage beyond comprehension and dumb as hell. It's like, what? You went? How did you go from Shakespeare to redneck that quickly? I just keep picturing this in the voice of early Kyla from Squidbillies. You know? Yes! Uh, um, so we don't have their comprehension, but they don't know what awareness is. They put themselves at risk daily, not because they're brave, but because they're proto-humans and that's their nature. All we have to do is come together with brain power and physical power and shape the atmosphere. Wait, so we got the same powers as Storm now? And <laughs> so, niggers do fear us. Liberals fear nature. But only time will tell. But after all that, it's still up to the end. Tom Karen. And uh, he says liberals fear nature, so I'm assuming he votes Republican. I'm assuming so. And, uh, of course, my man... They, nigger, they don't believe in global warming. Right. And, of course, my man Nigger Punisher... Ooh, who has nice, the same logo one. as the Punisher Yes, says I always love seeing a clip like this too bad there wasn't any sound if these are like the niggas in, de- in this neighborhood cause in his neighborhood he, had, he holds it down Karen That's right. they're limping away bloody saying I'm gonna whoop your ass while they're busy ah! while they're busy staggering to a pay, call, pay phone to call the ambulance this totally brightened up my morning so, you know, nigger Punisher was in a dark place this morning, Karen. I guess so. But seeing a white man fend off a nigger gang, man, he was able to go drink that coffee and sit back in his cube and post this nonsense. Yes, he was. <laughs> Beside his nigger co-worker. I yeah. Like, I like the use of the payphone. Like, I, I just, I wonder what, what decade is he in. Yeah, I can't, you can't find a payphone. We can't stagger to a payphone. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about y'all, but as a nigger, I believe we all have cell phones. I do, too. Even if they're prepaid. And uh, Chicago Chipper, I'm only going to read two more. Chicago Chipper says, did you see his friend standing around at first 
Finally, some of them helped. Why did they wait? You fight fire with fire. Once it was on, the other white kids should have started clocking the fucking animals. And this guy's name is Chicago Chipper. He's also been banned. Um, what did I say to be banned? I like black booty. I don't understand this. And they then, taking it to the then there's nigger lover not, which is very clever. See, see when you first read that character, you go, oh, this guy's a nigger lover. But at the end, nah. he says, not. This is not a nigger lover, Karen. Psych. He faked you out there. You thought he was a nigger lover. That's how you get on the site. You have to give a sarcastic name. Um, but he says, <laughs> Because as much as I hate to say it, whites are so fucking browbeaten that they're paralyzed with fear. I can tell you this, if those were my friends, quote unquote, after all that, they wouldn't have been after that. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Snap, snap, two fingers and a twist. Yeah, so fuck that. Anyway, man, later on, I, I can't remember how long, I read the whole thing, but later on they get into exactly like how fuck Asians. Because somebody gave Asians props earlier and then somebody had to come back in. Like, uh-uh, niggas. Mm-hmm. They dark. Mm-hmm. We, uh-uh. we don't Any, support that shit. <laughs> anybody that looks toasted is on that list. Right. Maybe they, we only support people with stereotypically smaller penises than us. That's right. Now so, that okay, happens. Asians are cool, yeah. but not the Japanese. Nope. So what, no, we, we, we do the grilled cheese sandwich special. If I grill my grilled cheese sandwich and you darker than that, you got to go. <laughs> So, um, like, they probably don't even buy wheat bread. No. You know? No, everything's white. White sugar, they don't play that. Mm-mm. White chocolate. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't play no brown sugar. Mm-mm. Yeah, this recipe called for brown sugar. Oh, nice try, niggers. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of misplaced-ass racism is that? I hope everyone on that site was under the age of, like, 12. I hope so. You know, because they, they couldn't spell. None of them talked about actual real-life shit. Like, I had to go to work today. No. Like, is there another section on the site where they just talk about normal shit? Yes, that's the truth of the site. They, they have an adult site. They got to. Like, you know, I wanted to make another section of the site. Oh, 9 to 5. Watching the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, anybody see the Giants game? Like, yes. this, this form is, this that part of the form is not for racism. We no. just got to talk about football. That's right. Um, <clears throat> but only right. the white players. So, Eli Manning, uh, Brandon Stokely. <laughs> <laughs> linemen, look at those linemen perform. They're doing great. Oh yeah, you, you know they went crazy when Wel- Welker uh, went off today. Yeah, <laughs> the true Aryan white man. Yes, 124 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Question. Yes. So where did you come up on this website? I, I searched "nigger gang" in Google to see if the blackout tips came up, and it the first thing that came up was this. Right. And, it, and, and then the title of the thread was something like. White man beats up nigger gang. Right, but where did you? How does that connect one from the other? Oh, it was just a search. Like I was trying to see if like uh, we were on the front page of search results in Google for nigger gang. Because I was like, I don't want people to find it on our site using nigger gang because we don't have anything to do with that shit. Nope. So you, you know, never, you never found what website from that search led them to you. No, and I looked. Oh. I looked like six, seven pages of Google, which is a lot of results. You know, it's like. You know, the top 62 whatever yes, results. Because it's I didn't find anything. So I'm like, how the fuck did, did you did that get to our site? That. Somebody had must have actually got it and just posted it out there. They had to have or something like that. And um, I, I thought you were saying that they found you on chimpout.com. And I'm waiting for like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of these posts. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know what? Maybe that's what got them banned. 
They're like, hey, you know what, man? This this actual podcast isn't that bad. It's uh, the black guy. Hey, 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 hey. Or hey, hey, hey. there's black guys who tip, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, sure there are. Get out of here. Get out of black. That's it. That's not true. Falsehood. <laughs> um. All right. So I, I was watching porn the other night, and uh, I was thinking this. Um. Do porn stars come to work sick? <laughs> think with what like something oh, you yeah. like, say, like say you have a cold you know like um you know in my job you have a light cold or something um you come your ass to work man it's a job you know you gotta do what you yeah, gotta I'm, do i'm pretty sure but i've watched a lot of porn in my life i've never seen a porn star sneeze i've never seen them coughing on the set and, uh, and i can't uh, even imagine i can't even imagine it, I can't even say it's editing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've seen a porn star that looks like sick on set. On set, like I can't imagine them coming to work sick. It seems um, like there's a special. It seems like there'd be a special type of yeah. It seems like there'd be a special type of porn for like fluy, like like porn stars with the flu. Like there's like a little side. Like a little side page, if you like, if you're into chicks with the flu who like sneeze and drink Theraflu in between dicks, then this is what you're looking for. <laughs> or she has a stuffy nose and turns blue while giving head, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah spermsneeze.com. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I need to hop on that. I just got the worst visual ever. Thank you, Rod. <laughs> yeah, spermsneeze. Explosive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, In your face. Pair, I got you, motherfucker. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Perry, you're convinced that, that they can do this? Why are you convinced that they can? What makes you, have you seen porn with sneezing and sick people? No, I haven't. Either, either two things. Either they edit it out or either because what they do requires such close bodily contact. Yeah. They probably be like, the rules are probably so strict that they're like, you know what? You can't come in here sick because y'all fucking each other. And yeah, you, I can't you get somebody doing that. Cold. Like I don't even like necessarily having sex with my wife when I'm sick, or when she's sick, and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's, yeah, cause and, and we live in the same house and do everything together. It's like I don't want to get that cold though. Yeah, you know? and I bet you they probably have a lot of rules and regulations to get that shit. Maybe we're missing. Maybe we're missing the fact that, like, you know, may, perhaps I'm not. I'm just speculating. Maybe like dick is the ultimate cure all. I'm just speculating. It may be what does it. Uh, yeah, a lot of dudes yeah. it is. They're sure. like, oh, you got a cold, nigga. My dick will solve that problem. I will fuck that cold out of you, girl. Mm. Well, uh, they do say sweat out of cold. But um, the other thing, too, though, is um, if dick is to cure all the everything, then is it to cure all the STDs? Because it does not seem to be working. Nah, it spread those. Yeah. Well, I, don't know. I don't know if herpes has got the memo yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> I do not see Dick curing that anytime in the near future. Herpes is a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> it repels. And, and, and I mean, it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that you want to work through. I don't even like when people come to work sick mm-hmm. at my job and we don't touch each other at all. And, yeah. But I, I can't even imagine someone showing up like, yeah, I got a little cold, but I think I can work through this scene. You ready for me to suck your dick? Achoo! Uh, anyway, like, no. No. I'm good. Like you go home. I'm good. We'll, we'll get another girl That's to come. That's how I would be. I said, either two things. Either they come and they, they uh, outtake it, or either the rules and regulations are so strict, they're like, nah, you can't come sick. So, speaking of work, uh, I don't know what you guys do for a living. I, I think Andrew J's in school right now. Um, but do you have either one of you uh, either currently work in an office or worked in an office before? No, yeah. that's the promised land for me. Okay, what about you, Ann? I have before, yeah. Alright. Um, now, I don't, 
know how you feel about office work and stuff. And I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to come off like I'm better than other people because I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I definitely don't fit into an office setting. Like, I can if I want to, but I don't like it. You know, like, it's just not designed to make me happy. No. But there's some people who can find happiness in the office. And then being promoted and find real enjoyment and fulfillment in their work. And to some extent, I even envy those people because um, I don't think I'll ever be like that. Nope. Um, like I get way more fulfillment out of like this podcast or yes. the website or um. Well, it's no, and I, I, I think for me, even Twitter, I actually get more fulfillment out of Twitter than my job. Yes, and, and I, Twitter's an empty vacuum of self congratulation. I guess it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Twitter is of little substance, but that is more fulfilling than doing my job. Yes, and I, I think for me personally, um, a, a lot of office. This is my opinion. A lot of this politics is bullshit. And if you're not willing to jump the ropes or do whatever it is that you got to do to get the next promotion and all that stuff, sometimes hard work doesn't always pay off. Right. And some places they do, but a lot of places don't. It's, it's not what you know. It's who you know. People have a tendency to get overlooked and things like that. So I have more fulfillment in something that don't have a lot of rules and regulations and restrictions. Go to lunch at this time. Be back at this time. Don't be late from this. Do this at this time. This is do at this time. You know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because to pay my bills, but if I had a choice, I would be doing something else. Well, you're very good at your job anyway, though. Yes. Like, you're much better at your job than I am. Like, because, you know, every time they're just like, hey, we need somebody to do overtime today. You're just like, got it. They ask me that shit. I'm like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> you need to schedule this shit weeks in advance. I'm not doing anything. I got another job to go to. <laughs> got podcasts and shit. I got tweets. got games to watch. You know what I'm saying? Basketball wise comes on. I can't fucking be here. But, um, Ed, what about you, man? How, how do you fit into your office environment and, you know, do you find fulfillment there? When you started explaining it and you were saying that you can fit in if you try or if you wanted to, it's, it's a matter of just playing it off and acting the part. And that doesn't make me feel comfortable. I'd rather be me and get paid for something in which, like, I can be myself as opposed to just getting along and through the day. And it's, 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 claustrophobic in there it's like choking to work in something like that so time constricted too like everything at a certain time it's, it's very takes life away it's, it's uh, i don't like it either it does man i feel like you almost have to have something outside of the job to find like i don't know how other people do it and i don't and, and see i said this on twitter and somebody was like well you know i feel like you're calling us sheep and you're saying i'm like no i'm not saying it. i'm not even saying it's, it's better or worse i'm just saying i can't do it it's different for me i i just can't i can't do it you know it's, it's, for the money i guess that's what it is you do it for the money and you hope that maybe on the off time which seems like it doesn't exist that you would have time to do what interests you but that's right. very difficult it's so it's so time it's still time consuming nine five traveling there lunch break tight you know, and then you're busy the whole time doing something in which you're maybe sitting down, staring yeah. at the screen, not interacting with people. It's not, we're thinkers, we're communicators, we're about something different. So it's not, it's not for this anymore. Like, it's not for us anymore. That's and, and also, I think too, and, and maybe this is just from my perspective, I think that a lot of the uh, office environment, and it's not even a racial thing, a lot of times when you go into a lot of working environments, a lot of rules and regulations are actually not designed for our culture. You know, because it's things that we do in our own culture, and when you walk into a working environment, that shit ain't the same. It don't compute the same. It don't go, I'm just, from my personal experience, it don't go over the same. It's cute. 
things that I had to learn that people do and I'm just being me and all of a sudden I'm being reprimanded for just being me yeah. when it's just not the culture. Well, I know definitely, uh, especially when I was an intern, I definitely experienced um, what I would term as racism. Some people might call it tra- prejudice or whatever. And it's something that is very small. I don't mean like they wouldn't let me in the, the white section of the cafeteria. Um, I mean just something very small that you wouldn't really think would bother you that much, but when it happens on a constant basis, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, like people would say that me and the other black interns talk too much, mm-hmm. or that you know we uh, weren't at our desk enough, or something like we were yep. on the phone too much. But literally, it would be we would be on the phone less than anyone else. We would yep. be at our desk more than anyone else. We would like it was like any time you stepped even the tiniest bit. Out, out of line, as if you had the same privileges as the other people in your uh, office, mm-hmm. you were put back into line. And I don't think it was a conscious, like, no. let me put this nigger back in line and then go back on chipout.com. It was actually just, uh, uh, it was uh, completely just subliminal for them. Like, even they didn't understand that. No, Rod's not fucking up at, up at other people's desks, talking all the time, walking around the building. Like, I saw Rod on the phone one time this morning when I walked out and coincidentally when I got back in at lunch maybe he was on the phone I shouldn't go to his boss and be like he's always on the phone mm-hmm. and if that was a white uh, intern they would have never even thought of that and you know, they would just assume there was some reason that they needed to be on the phone and you know what I also think it is is almost a cultural thing because a lot of the working environment like I said the culture is very different so a lot of the times I know for me personally all the stuff you're talking about I've gotten reprimanded for Mm-hmm. So now when I come to my job, I sit down, put my headphones on, and I'm just completely, anti- it makes you completely antisocial, not in a mean way or anything like that. Well, I just want to be a good employee. It's like, uh, this is uh, funny, but on my birthday, you know, I took the day off, and somebody was like, did you take the day off because you don't want to put balloons on your cubicle? And which I don't want to put balloons on my cubicle, no, by the way. No, fuck that, man. But I, 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 was, I was like, yes, and... uh they're, you know, because these are two people that work for me, both black women, and they, you know, they know that I can be funny or I want to. I just never talk. Um, but they were like, um, well, we would have celebrated it, but we wouldn't have put the balloons there. I was like, it's cool. I, you know, it's really not a big deal. But they were like, you never really talk. You never say anything. And I was, you know, I bet you, you probably a hellraiser outside of work or whatever. And I was just like, yes, this is all in that. And um, they were like... <laughs> Because uh, I said it with a straight face or whatever, and they were like, yeah, that's what I thought, man. I was like, yeah, I just want to be a good employee, man. I, like, I just don't want to be yeah, I wanna called to the cor- carpet for anything that doesn't fit in. I would yes. much rather just fit in, get my check, and chill and, yes, and than, the, than to be trying to be um, in the limelight and socially active right. and, and get knocked to the ground every once in a while. Like, I don't want that, uh, hey, you're one of us, you're fitting in. But now I see you talking about sports at someone else's desk like the other employees do from time to time. And I don't like the way you talk about sports with other people. Like Them talking about it is somehow different because I have a cousin and a brother and a son that looks like that. But you are just a motherfucker at work that I have a bunch of negative stereotypes about that are latent. You know, I don't, they're not malicious. I don't think it's malicious on their part. Mm, but, I don't but they just, they just don't, they'll never understand like I should just... This is the same. Yes. It's it's now it's Rod's talking too much. And I don't wanna be in there anymore, so Me either. I'm kinda I'm kinda benched out at work, but um Yep. The the reason I brought all this up, I feel like middle management at in a corporation is by far the biggest hustle going. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, they tell you in your review, like, they kind of want you to shoot for that. Like, what do you want to be doing in five years? And they want you to be like, I want to be a manager. Mm-hmm. And I see myself as, you know, and I never know what to say in that part of the interview. Like, I'm actually glad we don't do too many performance reviews of this new job because I I, I I suck at those like I can do all the <laughs> like I can do all the bullshit up until the part where they're like so what do you want to do what is your goal at the company because my goal is like to keep getting a check and go home and do fun shit that's right like none of this, <laughs> yes, my, none of this my is my goal it's not the company's goal you know <laughs> we're not on the same page you pay I show up you my goal paying, is to be, I take my ass home yeah my goal is to be overpaid for doing the least amount of work possible of course and I can't say that so, so, um, but I feel like the middle managers get, they get it bad on both ends because they'll give you like a salary, like a higher salary position than other people. The shit out of you. But then you can't really get overtime a lot of times. Nope. They expect you to do things that other people don't do. Like, okay, I need you to start coming in from 6 a.m. when the earliest employee gets here mm-hmm. and leave it at 6 p.m. And I decide, I think you need to be on call all the time. Uh, I think you need to constantly be checking your stuff. Yeah, like, I've seen. coming on Saturdays and we run special reports and shit like that. Yeah, I've seen emails from my manager on like a Sunday or even like at midnight some yeah. nights. Like, we're, they're working the shit out of her, man. And I'm not, Hi. I'm not, like I said, I'm not dissing her. I think the whole middle management shit is a setup. Like, they work the shit out of you. They, they pay you a little bit more, but if you prorate it per hour, you're probably making less than, than your than employees underneath you. Absolutely. It's, it's too demanding for the pay, and I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's like you always expect it to be at work just for image sake. Because they'll have managers there even when they don't have shit to do because yes, they need to have a manager there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's like, like the employee's gonna run a fucking building down by themselves and nobody's gonna supervise them. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be interested to hear from people uh, that are, you know, listen to the show and what their middle management experience is if they're into that. Um, because I, I, you know, that's my theory. If they work the shit out of you, they, they, they demand more out of you and it, it, I wonder if it really pays off because I, I see a lot of stress that they go through where you're like, I don't even want to think about work this hard. Not no. let alone stress about the shit. It's, no. not, it's not worth it, especially for someone who just said they don't even like office work and everything you kind of explained. Because I worked for a company as a sales associate, so this is retail, and they pay them commission. There are some sales associates making over $100,000 a year in certain locations in Manhattan and Rodeo Drive and so forth. But they lure you in the same way, like on these performance reviews or... You know, with the benefits, which is important and such, and full-time and salary, and they lure you with these things, like, where it'll be, you know, stagnant for you, where you'll get, like, this amount of money, not stagnant, what am I trying to say? Stable, right? Stable is the word? Okay. Um, But I did it. I changed from sales associate to management, because all those things lured me in. I needed, like, the stability of the whole experience, and it fucked me in the ass. Like, every, I mean, I worked every holiday. I had to be called in for everything. It was you're, you're the manager. You run the whole store, despite your position as a manager within managers. You're still mm-hmm. responsible for everything, and then all your sales associates are making tons more money than you are. It's it's oh. the biggest gift ever, I think. And it's not even the same type of experience, but it's exactly what you explained. That's that is what happens when you get into that middle management. You're not high enough, and you're not low enough to keep it simple and get the fuck out of there without having it like affect your whole life like it starts to seep into home and it's not right yeah i would think that the kind of manager that most people would like to be 
Um, you're not gonna, first of all, you're very rarely gonna see black people get to that level in most corporations anyway, but the kind of level of management that you want to be might uh, might honestly be almost unattainable right. unless you work in such a specialized area like IT yeah. or something where like, people don't understand what you do. That's because right. anything that, that you're just like, uh, that management position where you're able to say, I'm going to go play golf. Right, no, on a sir. Thursday afternoon, I've never seen a black person reach that position. Oh no, at any company I've worked no, for, I'm going to come in jeans today just because I can. You know, the 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 the. I realize this. You know that you're the man if you make everybody else do like a business casual, but you come in with flip flops and sandals and do an office meeting and then take your ass to go play golf. <laughs> right, and I've only seen older white guys do that. That's I have it. never seen. That's it, and I'm, I'm looking like before I know, I was like, well, ain't nobody calling him out. He ain't got no memo. He's the CEO. Oh, okay, I understand now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't is. know culture, so I was like, what the fuck? You making me dress my ass up, but he can have a flip flop. He can walk in here in his basketball clothes, and we just all be like, okay, that's yes. That's, that's what Terry does. But see, I think that's the bait and the trap. Like that that's why everyone tries to take that middle management. If you're the type of person who's up and mobile and you really want to try to like move up through the ranks, that's the trap. You see that one person who's like that. Like uh I used to work for um a retail chain at, at a distribution warehouse for them. I don't want to call them out because you know, I don't want them to find me. But I used to work for them and there like there was the GM, you would see him walking around, he was over the entire uh distribution, like I guess a warehouse. And he would just come in wearing whatever, like he, it didn't matter. And then, of course, he saw the other managers who were, you know, much closer to, I guess, the lower at the bottom where we were. And you would see them just getting overworked, and like they would, <clears throat> like every problem that happened, they got blamed for it. And the trap is, of course, that they would say, "Oh, well, if you work here for a little bit, we'll transfer you someplace else, and you'll get higher, and eventually you'll be that guy." But the problem is, is that, like you're saying, it really is kind of unattainable. You may never make it to that guy, and in the meantime, they're really getting over on you, overworking you, and paying you for far, you know, far less if you do it hour for hour. It's like the American dream, almost, for a lot of people that vote Republican, how they'll vote against their own self-interest, where they're like. You know, cut these fucking jobs, cut these fucking programs for jobs, and cut cut all these uh you know uh, uh unemployment benefits mm-hmm. and cut uh, social security and fuck that, and also cut the taxes on the wealthy. They shouldn't have to pay more taxes than me. They made it. They're wealthy. They're producers. They get jobs. And you're like, but you're unemployed and in need of government assistance. Fuck that. That's bullshit. And I kind of feel like that. But they'll never attain that level of well, success where no. they actually will not be taxed. You know what I mean? Like, they're never going to get to the $200,000 a year level that they protect and covet so hard. Um, so I wonder if middle management is like that for your average employee, where if they buy into that dream... That one day you'll get you you become middle manager because you think you're gonna make it to the upper echelon of management, and the, and just numbers wise it's fucking impossible for everybody to get up there. Yeah, and I and I think for me personally, because like I said, I worked in fast food, I worked in a lot of different industries, and I've seen middle management get worked to death like that. And yeah. my thing is this: fuck that. If my name ain't on that shit, fuck that. I'm I, that's yeah. how I feel. If I'm not working relentlessly, I'm not. Wet blood tears, losing sleep. You know, I've seen them have take medicine. Right. You I've, seen know, people, I've seen a lot of people have get blood divorced. pressure. Yes, because you're fucking never at like home. I, like, I remember um, I had a friend. She was really struggling in corporate America with the culture and all that stuff. And she was working herself to death. And um, she was trying to become a partner at this firm. And she asked me about it because she wasn't happy. 
And um, I was like, okay, what do you want to be there? And she's like, I want to be a partner. And I was like, okay. Do they have any other... Uh, she's a black woman. I was like, do they have any black people that are partners? They have one person, she's a black woman. Okay, cool. Um, what is her life like? You know, like what... You know, and I was like, look at the other people in that position around your office. And look at their personal lives. See what they do. Do they have... You know, are they there from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m.? Are they are, look on their hands? Do they have wedding rings? Look on their look on their pictures of their death. Do they have families? You know, like look at that shit. You know, look at their health. Look at their look at all of that, and then think about yourself. And that's what it's gonna take to be there. Yes, sir. You're gonna need to work yourself to that point. You're gonna need to commit yourself to your job over your relationships. Yep, you're gonna need your to family. Do, yeah, you're gonna need to do these things to be that. And it, and if it's not worth that much to you. Maybe you shouldn't pursue it because it is worth that much to some people as you've seen evidence by the fact that they're in those offices. It was worth enough to somebody to go, fuck it, I'll lose my husband. I'll lose my wife. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll lose my kids. Whatever the fuck. Like, I just, I need a BMW and I need to make X amount of dollars and I need to, like, if it's not worth that, then you gotta find some other shit to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that got kind of serious. Um, <laughs> here's another uh, random thought that I had. Um, I saw a KFC advertisement, and I'm sure you guys have been seeing this too, because you're all black. Um, is a KFC ad um, talking shit about McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> they forgot I'm here. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's not black. Oh, 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 and you're not. You're you're, you're of uh, darker skin. I'm, I'm googling KFC ads right now. Yeah, Google KFC. She's, what if she had just been like, KFC, what is that? <laughs> I've never even heard of not, that. Not bad. I'm tan, but I'm just not black, that's all. Well, you hang out with enough black people uh, on Twitter. Yeah. So, you yes. cool. I know, I don't know how that happened, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I was on trip out. I was, I was looking up nigger gang on Google, and somehow black people on Twitter came. That's what I, they Googled that, and they found me. <laughs> so um this KFC advertisement is talking shit about McDonald's and it says um they they asked what part of chicken is chicken nugget. Yes, I've seen those commercials, yes. Have you seen them, Jay? Yeah, I I've seen them. And and you say you haven't seen them? I, no. Yeah, like they're talking shit about McDonald's and they're like McDonald's has chicken nuggets. What part of the chicken is the nugget anyway? Well, come to the alternative that they offer is like come to KFC where we have popcorn chicken, real pieces of big chicken made it. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't pick what part of the chicken is the popcorn. Not one I've ever seen. Like yo, yo, yo. What, what, what did the chicken do? Uh, shit, uh, kernels. And y'all just take them and shake them and yeah, pop them in the microwave for five minutes. Like there's yeah, no whole bag full of. Chicken. There's no like their critique does not even stand up to their own logic. No, like their alternative should be like uh take um chicken breast or chicken thighs because those are pieces of chicken. Yes, but you chicken can take popcorn chicken and be like see see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Our chicken is like popcorn. Theirs is like nuggets. You know <laughs> they both come from balls. I don't know. They're both lies. They don't uh-huh. understand that nugget and popcorn are shapes essentially of the chicken like. Right, and they think that their shape is somehow different from the other shape. Like, no, no you, you see, see, that's I see how you got confused. Okay, see, you use chicken shaped like nuggets, right? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Uh, we use chicken 
shake like popcorn. See, did I just blow your mind? Authentic <laughs> 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 oh, it is. Exactly. <laughs> we keep it real, man. <laughs> uh, so we go to um, Adrian J. Do you play video games at all? Yes, uh, I have played a video game or two. I know you go on Xbox, but normally I just see you watching Netflix or something. Yeah, I actually do play games. Uh, I've just, for some reason, I've been on a huge Netflix kick recently. Okay. And, uh, Ange, do you play video games at all? I used to when I was younger, but I think what you mean, those fighting games or these high-tech games, no. Okay, okay. You're still on that A, B, C. Yeah, I have a Super Nintendo, you know? That's <laughs> High five on um, that though, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo is the shit though. Yes, that's, it is. Never slander that. Yes. Um, so we go to GameStop um, to buy. I, I reserved Gears of War three a while back um, at GameStop, and by a while back, I mean like maybe six to eight months ago. <laughs> We've been crunk. Like, and I don't even play, and I've been crunk. He was like, comes out September twentieth. I was like, oh, that's three days away from my birthday. Let's do yes. this. So, um, I, you know, I reserved the game, and um, you only have to put down $5. Mm-hmm. The game is $60 total, but I put down my $5. I'm like, cool. Um, and I go in there the day before the game comes out, and I pay the rest of it off. Mm-hmm. So I pay him like the other $55 or so. Mm-hmm. And Karen was with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying him, and... I don't appreciate the upsell that they do at ah, GameStop. Uh, they are all about that. It is really... It is the geekdom of geeks. I'm sorry, geeks out there. It is like a geek fest. They look at you and like lick, lick their lips because they know that they, they automatically assume that you are stupid and they can sell you any damn thing. And well, they I also mean, profile when they do it because they'll, they'll look at the stuff. You, know, you know, if I buy a Gears of War 3, it's like, well, you know there's going to be another Halo. Well, you know it's going to be actually more and more for 3. And it's like, I don't appreciate you profiling. Maybe I have a wider a wider like you know range of games than just shooting games maybe i want to play something with some with some depth to it and of course you know that doesn't fly because i really don't yes. but maybe, i could maybe i like rainbow brights three is there a problem with that well they stuff? also they also racially profile because the other game they tried to sell me on was nba 2k12 and i was like these two games don't even have anything in yes, common then not that, that but was, you're black yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just a good point. he was like they might not even have a season sir yeah i told i was like there's a fucking lockout i'm not buying anything with nba on it for at least a year <laughs> I, I don't want what the fuck is the point of a game where it's like yeah so none of these rosters are real but um <laughs> you're like, uh 75 percent of the teams are uh have free agents uh yes, we don't actually know what yeah, can I play with like the uh, Italian team and have Mario Ginobili uh-huh. and Kobe on it? Because yeah. that's probably what they're gonna play in real life. But um, I still want to yeah. see them do it. Uh, like it would be cool to me if they did like legitimate NBA's like season for this season NBA 2K12, where to start the game you have to negotiate the lockout. Like if you don't negotiate <laughs> basketball, I still want to see that. The start of the game is you start negotiating the lockout. If you don't get it done by like the second week of you own the game, it's just it's worthless now. <laughs> Yo, wouldn't that put us in a harrowing position, though? Because as the people negotiating the deal, wouldn't we just give in to whatever the demands were? Because I'm not wasting my $50. Yeah, that's the players be playing for free. It would just be slavery all over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want, let's just go. Damn. Shackles? Yes, yes, we're playing shackles. Let's go. <laughs> so um, there's this guy who worked at GameStop, and he had this, this Seth Rogen-type vibe to him. Yes. Which I thought was very unfair because I'm used to the GameStop guys being these nerdy loser dudes that I dislike immediately, intensely. Yes. And, and then I, I'm able to 
tell them shut the fuck up. I don't want that. Just buy, just let me buy my shit. But with this dude, I was actually listening to him because he kind of sounded and acted like Seth Rogen a little bit, man. Yes, he did. And everybody likes Seth Rogen. Yes. It was, it, was, it was an unfair negotiation advantage. I didn't buy shit, but still, like, I took things home that I wouldn't have taken. Like, he's like, well, why don't you just take this sheet and think about it? <laughs> and I was like, all right, Seth Rogen. You win. You win this round. I'll take it home and pretend to win it. And then I, when I came back the next day, he brought it up and everything. It was, it was Anyway, um, and the last thing, man, uh, we talked about the NCAA mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago with Rick and Nick mm-hmm. from uh, Filling the Lanes podcast. Yes, sir. And um, I was talking about how I really think that people get very offended by the idea of paying college athletes because it would actually humanize the athletes. Yes, it would. And to some extent, we need the shit to not get that real you know like you need your sports just to stay a game because people want to be 10 forever in their life and they just want to think of athletes as guys who show up and have fun on the field on Saturday and then uh, the other 6 days of the week they don't fucking exist you know unless they get in trouble which people get pissed about or they get money or anything that humanizes them people get kind of mad about shout out to Miami yeah, it, the only time that it's okay to humanize athletes is if you do some type of puff piece like, uh, their mother has cancer and they're playing this yeah. game for her cancer or something. It's like, okay, that's cool. Um, but it, if you actually say, like, this nigga is broke and he really can sell his jersey for $500 right now. He needs the money. They would be like, fuck that. You're getting a free education, right? So, um, I was also thinking, like, sports for some people is their Star Wars. Yes, it is. And, you know, like, I always talk about how nerds need to get the fuck over Star Wars. Like, George Lucas made the eyes blink. Fuck him. Anyway, here's my $80. I will buy the Blu-rays. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, nerds need to get the fuck over that, man. Stop bitching. You just buy it and do that up or don't buy it. But either way, you're, you're encouraging it if you talk shit and then buy it. Yes. So, I was like, um, I think sports, for some people, is as sacred as Star Wars is for nerds. And that's another reason they get mad because like if you ever notice an athlete if they ever take like a political stance oh they're not trying to hear that shit yeah it doesn't matter which side you're on there's a lot of people who are like shut the fuck up yeah you know if an athlete goes on twitter like how many like how ironic is it that so many fans follow guys like chad johnson on twitter like people will get a twitter account for chad johnson yeah even if they don't follow nobody else and then chad johnson says something and they're like fuck you shut the fuck up <laughs> Why did she even come to Twitter, sir? Right, it's just, it's very, um, and I really think it's because they just want to be 10 forever, you know? And I think, uh, the reason I picked 10, I mean, it could be any age uh, of, of a child, but uh, specifically for men, too. I think 10 is that age where your dad starts sharing that love of sports with you. And for a lot of guys, they have fucked up relationships with their father, even if they don't know it. And the only time he really shows that interest and allows you to be around him and he's uh, sedated with beer and alcohol or whatever <laughs> is on game day. That's right. You know, dad's nice on game day. Yes. Other days of the week, he's going to work as a middle manager and working way too much time and not getting time with his family. Right. And he's like, fuck you, little kid. I don't got time to help your homework. But then the Panthers are playing. Mm-hmm. And you can sit on his lap, and you can and you can listen, watch him drink beer, and y'all can both get mad yeah, at the quarterback to an interception. Maybe he can take it to the game. Yeah, you can go to a game. Like how many how many men 
have the great memory of their first game with their father. Going to like baseball is a paternal sport. It's passed down from father to son. Like there's an entire industry based around the fact that your father is the one to pass his game down to you. So I, I, I wonder how much of the anger is also just people want to be ten forever. Yeah, I think that resonates a lot with college football too, because a lot of times when people talk about like especially here. Um, well, y'all in the South, too. My bad. Especially here, like in Alabama and in the South, you'll hear people say, well, I think college football is better because they play harder, because they love the game more. And it's like, but those those guys are like 19 and 20, and the other guys are like 26 and, and older. There's no way you're telling me that a, a 26-year-old who has more years of experience is hitting, not hitting as hard as someone who's 19 simply because of love. Like, love for the game does not make you stronger or faster. Or it doesn't make it better. Simply put, professional football is, in my opinion, or it's just better. But the, the argument I get every time is, well, no, no, it's just they love the game more. And, and it just it makes me wonder, like, how many of these kids you really think love getting up at 5 in the morning and doing two-a-days and doing drills and throwing up and having their coach yell at them and then having to go to class? How many of those kids do you think really love doing that? Well, also, they dehumanize them because... Like by dehumanize, I mean like they don't perceive these people to have the same motivations and rights as they do. Right. Like they, it's almost like you're lucky to be playing football. Like you're, you got to do what I dream of doing all the time, as if there's no work put into it. And they don't understand that what they're seeing on the field is actually desperation play out. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually seeing a guy whose only chance to make money, and for the most part. It's to become a successful football player and to stand out. He has 12 to 13 opportunities in a year to make a stand out of himself so that he'll be able to make money on the next level. And they identify with um, watching these guys go and try extra, extra hard. But that, but by the same token, when, he got, when that guy comes to the next level and he's actually being compensated for what he's doing, there's a lot of people who don't like that shit. They don't like the idea of an empowered athlete. It's... A yeah. big turn off to them, you know? And now that guy's late. Yeah, Lord forbid you know? that guy actually works for his paycheck. Like, no, he doesn't deserve that. He's just playing a game. But when he's in college, oh, he loves it so much. You can see the passion in his face. And it's like, it really doesn't make any sense. But yeah, sports is some people's Star Wars. That's all I want to say about that. Um, Alright, I got two articles I want you guys to look at. I'm going to send it through Skype right now. Uh, the links to the articles. But uh, Barack Obama addressed the uh, CDC Yesterday, uh, that's the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, it was the 41st Congressional Black Caucus Foundation's annual legislative co- conference. Um, and basically, the CDC, for you know those of you guys who uh, don't listen to the show or haven't kept up with the news, is they've been taking shots at Obama kind of indirectly for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, black unemployment is higher than white unemployment at the time. But it's always been higher. And, yeah, it has historically always been higher. Yeah, it's not shocking. But now unemployment is at a higher rate than it's been in a while. And people are, you know, because black people are higher, you know, more affected, uh, the CDC now has a more angrier constituency. They have angrier black voters who are coming to these meetings about jobs and stuff going, why the fuck I ain't got no job? And it's not so, that cut and dry. Right, so they've been passing the buck, in my opinion, on to Barack Obama. Which is kind of what, you know, politicians do. Politicians are in the business of getting reelected. Yeah. They're not in the business of being like, <laughs> my bad, you know what I mean? That's how you uh-huh. don't get reelected. <laughs> so, so they're basically like, look, it ain't my fault, it's Barack Obama's fault, right? 
So, um, last night I was looking on Yahoo, looking up articles and stuff for the show, and one of the titles of this article caught my eye. It was on um, uh, Yahoo News, and it was Obama tells blacks to stop complaining and fight. And I read that, and first off, let me ask you guys. First off, sorry, Karen. Karen, how do you? What do you think about the title of that article? How do you? How does that make you feel? To an extent, it makes sense, but also just because the way media slanders so much, you go, okay, this is some bullshit. Let's, let me read the article to really find out what you're talking about. Okay, what about you, uh, Ange? That was a good point. It's actually very alluring to get people to read, talk about it, and such. I don't know what the article said, but that's a tricky question because it's not the way something should be said. No. Right. Um, what about you, Adjun Jack? Okay, now I'm feeling all overreactionary because the first thing I noticed is there's no G at the end of complaining. And it's like, wait, did, did Barack Obama start speaking in, in bunnicks and start saying, hey, look, niggas, y'all need to quit complaining, get your shoes, and come fight? And, and it just makes me wonder, like, like, is that on purpose? Are we purposely trying to say that Obama's now, like, speaking, like, to the, the black people in our natural tongue to be bunnicks? <laughs> right, that's true. And he does have a different sort of, uh, swag quote unquote when he talks to black audiences I think yeah. but, but I don't think he's uh, dropping G's and start <laughs> talking in slang and shit either replacing S's with G's but so so I, okay so I read that title and I, I, I read the entire article and I went on Twitter and I was like yo this title to me seems a bit disturbing because I don't believe Barack Obama would say this no um not that I don't believe he would say stop complaining and shit like that, but I don't, I don't believe, believe that the content of his message to the CBC would be, hey man, can y'all shut the fuck up and let me do my thing? Like, I really don't think, because cause politicians in general are always pandering to their audience. You're trying to uplift, you're trying to motivate, you're trying to get them to vote for you again. You're not going in there being like, hey man, fuck y'all. Like, no one does that. That, and Obama's not that stupid. He also says things like that, but without saying it like that. Like, he will tell you to stop complaining and fight. But he'll tell you in the smoothest way, staring at the camera the whole time, not looking down at his notes once, and get that damn point across. He's tough, like, but he's not going to say stop complaining and fight. Right. He has a... Uh, he has a really good self perception. Like, yeah, yeah, un- yeah. Unlike Bush, unlike Bush, Bush quote, he has Bush is an idiot. Fight. That's a Bush quote. That's right. Bush. He has a very good uh, perception of how his image looks at all times. So I, that was one of the reasons, really, the headline stuck out to me. So then the other article was on theroot.com, and the root is a more uh, Afrocentric website about you know the same thing, politics and news and whatnot. And the title of that was Obama to CBC Congressional Black Caucus Put on your marching shoes Now right there in the title There's some huge differences mm-hmm. um, I'll start with Karen first of all How do you feel about that title Obama to CBC put on your marching shoes That sounds like something more Than he would have actually said Right and there is a G in marching uh, Adam <laughs> Jay what about you What do you think Same thing it sounds more like a call to action As opposed to him saying I don't need y'all votes Okay, and what about you, Ange? You know what's funny? Not to say that you don't have any point when you're saying anything of what you're saying, but when I went to go read this, I didn't know which way you were going to swing at it. I didn't know if you were going to get... Like, I didn't know if it was a worthy enough website that this also was not necessarily what he said, and they were just saying it marching, and then marching was somehow offensive or something, and I didn't... (laughs) 
And I was like, oh my goodness, here comes another one in which they're like, but yeah, it does sound like let's do it, but right, oh, okay, okay, more motivational. I will yeah, like let me does. just let me point out a couple of differences. One, this doesn't say Obama to blacks put on marching shoes. It says CBC, <laughs> yes, which, which is who he was talking to, right. Right. Secondly, you have to think about who's reading this, right? Oh, you're right. You see, I was misled by that. I thought it was the same exact thing for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe no, like complete black community. I don't know what the fuck I thought that was, but <laughs> <laughs> that is what it means. But, but for us, but but for us as people of uh, some sort of color. I think we can, even if it was to say Obama to black, put on your marching shoes, we would still kind of be like, See, okay, this is still, he's still con- trying to motivate. It's the Congressional Black Caucus, CBC. Right. So um, that is what he's saying. Well, he's saying it, well, it's I mean, an organization. It's black, but I mean, right, it's nice right. he put CBC in. It's cute that he said marching, but it's still, isn't it the same thing? Well, um, this is what I'm talking about, framing. Like, the content of the message here in this, ti- just the title alone, you guys have all said, seems to be more motivational, seems to be more inspirational, seems to be more like, hey, come help me. The title of the other one seems like scolding to me, which is, hey, blacks, stop complaining. Stop complaining and fight. Yeah, yes. take yes. that and sit down. Like, hey, black people, I need y'all to stop complaining. That's the part in quotes. And fight is not in quotes for some reason, which is also weird. Right. But um, it's like when you say he talked to blacks, it makes it sound like he did a natural national address to the country from the Oval Office and was talking to all black people. Like, hey, yes. I'm interrupting UPN, BET, and the NBA Finals to talk to y'all niggas. Right. <laughs> um, like if he said it during an address of some sort. Right. Well, the other one is clearly he went to an uh, to an organization. That is, uh, that he's, you know, either pandering to, which I think President, he's, he's campaigning right now. He is pandering. But he went to an organization he's pandering to, and he gave them a speech to get them to support him. Which is a huge difference in just the titles of these yes, articles. And on top of that, I also think, like you said, a lot of it is who wrote it, and a lot of it is the audience that is going to read it. And my thing is this, I agree with Adjective J, they purposely left out the G. Yeah. It sound like he was being ghetto, and they purposely said he was talking to blacks. Now he was talking to a black organization, and because he was talking to a black organization, the first article make it comes out he was talking to all blacks. And so somebody reading this, not realizing he was talking to the Congressional Black Caucus, would read it and say, "Oh, he just told them niggas to shut up and start complaining." Right. And here's when the, that's not the truth. Here's the thing, um, for me specifically, um, the audience that MSNBC and Yahoo News is targeting. Is your average white person. Right. The root is written for black people pretty much. Like it's assumed that hey, this is an Afrocentric website. We're assuming black people and people of color and are gonna come here to read this news. And it's just weird that the same event happened and, it got and they spun this shit one way and even MSNBC is supposed to be a more liberal quote unquote site. Mm-hmm. So even in that instance where, you know, liberals they support the minorities and shit. You call this him talking to black people and telling them shut the fuck up, basically. What? Shut up and just fight. And like, I don't want to hear about you not having a fucking job. You need to just go out there and fight. And the crazy part is this article, of course, is, is journalism style. So it's written like inverted pyramid, which means that the most important thing is the very first sentence. And it doesn't mention anything about the Congressional Black Caucus in the first sentence. It doesn't. All it says is that 
President Barack Obama told blacks on Saturday to quit crying and complaining and put on your marching shoes. So with that, the way they couch it and the way that it's framed, it makes you almost feel like, well, blacks apparently are just sitting around complaining about not having jobs as opposed to filling out job applications and trying to like better ourselves through education. We're not doing those things. We're just sitting around expecting someone to give us a job. And it's just the way it's framed. Um, it just makes me, it, it bothers me simply because more people will probably see this uh, than would see the root, like Rod brought out. And the thing is also, you see a lot of this with, because uh, a lot of people think because black people vote Democrat that there's really no racism on the Democrat side. Well, I'll just say, look, man, you're offered two choices, essentially. One is the lesser evil than the other one. And that's the one you know if you're going to vote. Some people don't even vote, but if you're going to vote, that's the one you normally vote for is the one that kind of gives a fuck about you as opposed to the one that openly doesn't give a fuck about you. Yes. So um, in this case, uh, for, for instance, MSNBC is supposed to be that side that gives a fuck about you. And they have framed this argument to make black people the bad guys yet again. It happened when, uh, when uh, I think it was, I can't remember the, the, no, the exact number of the props, but when the right to have gay marriage in California didn't pass, and liberals immediately turned that into, well, it was black people that are homophobic and they won't vote for it, and that's why it didn't get passed. It's a lot of people, regardless of race. Right, regardless of the percentage, that's regardless right. of turnout, regardless of whatever, it was just strictly... This shit would have passed if it wasn't for black people. So they were able to vilify them for the sake of the narrative that they wanted to yes. push. And this feels similar. It feels like if yes. Obama doesn't get reelected, they're already setting this up for. He told blacks to stop complaining, get out there and go vote for him. And if he doesn't get reelected, they're gonna it's just uh, they're gonna to distance themselves from the fact that even the, uh, politicians that were Democrat and liberal have distanced himself from Obama for a while, have not supported his strategies for a while. Nope. So they're going to push this onto, well, black people just didn't want to vote anymore, as if black people don't have the same emotions and shit as everyone else, and maybe they don't, maybe they feel disenfranchised and dehumanized over the past couple years looking at what has happened uh, in the political discourse. Like, maybe there's like, hey, I don't have the same hope I had two and a half years ago because shit has just gotten so filthy and ugly and I haven't seen any changes, but... I don't know, man. I was just very, like, I don't know. I raised the eyebrow when I read this because it was just one of those, like, that that is really weird that the same thing happened and both of these, <laughs> these got, publications different interpretations it totally of, changed of what the really story. happened. And like I said before, a lot of it depends on audience. And like adjectives Jay said before, when you read the article, you the CBC isn't even mentioned or ain't nothing said about them until you get further down into the article. And most people are lazy and they're going to skim. So they might not even see the Congressional Black Caucus anywhere in the article. I mean, and if you don't believe me, look at the fucking comments, man. Look at the comment sections on this thing. And like on the one that says, Black, stop complaining. It's, I agree. If the Chinese could overcome, why can't the blacks? White people are more Hicksville than ever before. Educate the black people and rise from the ashes of war. That Bush, Rumsfeld, and Co. sunk this nation over braggart's rights. There's a prize I am sure I can grasp sight of and set your goals for it. A prize higher than whiteies. You can overcome and hopefully lead us all into salvation. Um, wow. That's irate Nate, who seems to be pretty upset, yes. says... Uh, to group all blacks into a common we must overcome demographic is beyond y'all. 
Yet, as the election time rolls nearer, Obama somehow feels the need to address black voters he's taken for granted over the last two and a half years. If people fall for this ridiculous charade, or charade, depending on where you're from, uh, once again, then they deserve every ounce of misery that comes with it. Empty promises of government handouts to buy votes is a time-honored tradition of crooked politicians whose only goal is to keep their jobs. Promising and delivering are two different things altogether. Ask yourself how many of his 2008 promises has he honored. So, like, this guy's probably Republican anyway, but, um, like, like, this guy right here is immediately like, listen, black people, why are you even voting for this motherfucker? Don't you see? He's like, it's, it's immediately like, black people fuck it up again, here we go. And that's the problem with the tone of the article, like, and, and for people that already dislike Barack Obama, or already feel like, uh, black people give away their votes to Democrats, they're gonna latch onto this article and be like, fuck the root article, but I just wanted to bring it up for people that, you know, want to see the inner side of the game. Um, alright, speaking of, uh, political shit, Texas, which kills a lot of motherfuckers with the death penalty. Yes, okay? they do. And they sleep well. Them, and sleep well while they do it. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> they kill me. Like a baby. You know, um, and before I ask, I will uh, ask everybody. I'm not going to debate it, but I would like to know. Um, I am anti-death penalty. Uh, Karen, what are you? Oh, I am too. Oh, you're anti-death penalty? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Jay? I'm anti-reckless death penalty. Uh, okay. I think you should never have as many people get killed, but... I'm, it's, it's one of those things where like, I always will say that no matter what happens to the person after a murder, technically it's still not a justice. Uh, but I think there are some people that, that commit the type of heinous crimes that, that, yes, I think death is the only recourse for them. So, as always, Jay did not really pick a side, but I will say he's pro-death. I'm going to politics, son. Ange, what are you, pro or anti or what? I'm also annoyingly mixed on this one, too, because... Only because if someone murders someone else, you would think taking their life away would be the biggest punishment, but maybe it's freedom. But then leaving them alive, and what would you do, torture them while they stay alive? Um, or hope that they settle with that guilt and have to live with that, but they have a fairly decent life, even if they have the rest of their life in jail. So I- I'm not too sure how I feel about that, you know? Hmm. All right, well, I will say Edge is pro-death penalty. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter. It's, okay, no, I, like, honestly, matter. I'm not going to try to change your mind. I think mm-hmm. that should be done. Um, so, um, what, but I wanted to know because Texas is talking about giving, like, give, doing away with the time-honored tradition of off- offering an opulent last meal to condemn inmates before execution. Oh, they don't even want to feed them no more? Saying that they would get standard prison fare instead. So, before, you would be able to say, um, hey, man, I want a... Uh, I want a steak, you know, filet mignon, you know, I'm about to die. I would also like one slice of Godfather's pizza because I'm a Herman Cain supporter. <laughs> I, I like a uh, volcano taco for Taco Bell, you know, and they will bring you that shit because, hey, what's, what's the matter? It's, it's all going to the same place, under the ground. That's right. Um, but now they're saying enough is enough, says Senator John Whitmire. Uh, on Thursday, the prison officials prompting the move. It is extremely inappropriate to give a person sentenced to death such a privilege. It's a privilege which the perpetrator did not provide to their victim. Um, which, I mean, you don't know. Like, if, if there was a case where he did provide a good last meal, would you let him have it? Like, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I guess my, my thing is that 
Everybody, this is a person that assumes that everybody that's on death row is guilty. It's guilty. That's the biggest problem. Uh, maybe that's just the way I look at it. You just assume that all these motherfuckers, whatever they said you did, you did. Well, I think he also assumes that they didn't give people good last meals. I mean, if, if I said, look, I gave that bitch a lobster before I raped and killed her and mutilated her body... Well, he allowed me to get some lobster. That's all I'm saying. Like, okay, it doesn't be, seem be fair, fair to me. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, lobster, he's not going to do it on a... Yeah, yes. at least a case-by-case study, yes. you know? Um, but, uh, alright, so the letter was in a apparent response to the dinner, uh, the, to the dinner requested but not eaten by white supremacist Lawrence Brewer, who was put to death on Wednesday night for a notorious 1998 killing. It was James Byrd Jr., a black man, was dragged behind a truck for several miles. Uh, Twitter was not outraged by James Byrd Jr.'s killing, although they were very upset uh, by Troy Davis, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, you take that as you will. Um, <laughs> Brewer requested an elaborate meal that included a triple meat bacon cheeseburger, a meat lover's pizza, a big bowl of okra with ketchup, a pound of barbecue, a half half of a load of bread, peanut butter fudge, a pint of ice cream, and two chicken fried steaks. When it arrived around 4 p.m. at Brewer's cell, he declined it all, telling the prison officials he was not hungry. Like a boss. They forgot to put that. Um. You know what's funny, though? Like, I can imagine him not being hungry, though. He is about to die. Like, maybe it sounded like a good idea. At the time, A couple yeah. weeks ago when you planned this out. And then you get up to, you know, the last couple minutes and it's like anxiety. And on uh, top of that, out. I promise you, he's not the only person that has done this. Right. Well, that's kind of that's kind of Whitmire's point. Yeah. What? That, and it's not that is not he's not the only person. But he ordered so much food. That's so crazy. Not even one thing. You don't want one thing out of everything you ordered. Stress. If you, if you yeah. know within a few hours that you might take your last breath, you might not want to eat either. Bill Russell threw up before every NBA game he ever played. Until he says. So maybe this dude got a little nervous, you know? I mean, just, just, just a little bit. How long did the order take to get to him? Because if it was over 30 minutes, then I allow him to, like, decline, but... <laughs> it should have been free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know. Did he order this weeks in advance when he thought maybe there was a chance he'd be, you know... He like, probably did. I think he just had the electric chair nerves, man. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you know you're going to die, uh, I would think that you're right. Like, you're obviously going to be a little nervous, but, like... I can't, I, like, part of me wants to say no, still give them the last meal because, you know, they're going to die anyway. But the other part of me is thinking, yeah, but look at what he ordered. Like, he couldn't have eaten that yeah, if he wasn't so, about to die. It was, everything was so gross on the menu. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Oprah with ketchup. Like, it, de- it depends on who you're asking. I he don't was, know. He was trying to get a heart attack before he actually made it to the chair. Hey! <laughs> Um, they said, uh, a lot of times the inmate doesn't get what exactly was requested anyway. Um, Brad Livingston, executive director of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, replied that Whitmire's concerns were valid and the practice will halt immediately. The prisoners will be served the same meal served to their offenders, to other offenders, um, (laughs) to their offenders. Um, Case by case basis. Yes. Most states uh, that have the death penalty allow last meal requests, said Richard Dieter or Dieter, depending on how you want to pronounce that, um, executive director of the Death Penalty Information Center. Some allow the inmate to choose from a menu. Others have cost restrictions or say they must be ordered locally. Anti-death penalty activists were not bothered by the Texas move, saying the tradition always made prison system look more merciful than it is, which is cool, yeah, because it is kind of a PR move. 
Of course. But we gave him a sandwich. Damn. <laughs> anyway. He did get Chick-fil-A with the Chick-fil-A cow. What else could you ask for? And you know, this kind of, you know what? I think uh, I'm, I'm on Jim Harrington's side here. Because he said, I'm totally opposed to capital punishment. But I certainly don't understand the logic of the last meal. And the way it tur- it's turned into such a show. Um, Jim Harrington of the Texas Civil Rights Project. And I think I agree with that. Because I don't appreciate like PETA. And how extreme they are, where they're like, Rihanna has a jacket with feathers on it. And you're like, yeah, but you don't want us to eat meat or animals of any kind. So, like, there's not a point where you would have been happy with Rihanna's clothing or right. her life in general. Because if she's eating a chicken sandwich, but she's wearing plastic, you'd still be pissed. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, with this guy, I kind of think it's reasonable for him to be like, yeah, the last meal, it was bullshit anyway. We're actually opposed to the death penalty. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, we're not opposed to the last meal penalty. Um, that must be another group, but uh, we like. We're not with that group. Uh, but anyway, man. Um, so uh, James Edward Smith, who was executed in Texas in 1990, requested a lump of dirt. Odell Barnes, executed executed in 2000, requested justice, equality, and world peace. That's not a meal for his last meal, which is the most delicious meal ever. Mm. Empty so, calories. What do you season that with? Hope. I was gonna say love. Ketchup. <laughs> yes, ketchup. <laughs> Just like Oakland. Hot sauce. Um, alright, here's another article. Um, man, a lot of government stuff going on right now. Um, and this is the most important type of policy you can pass. Porn uh-huh. porn filming on Los Angeles fire trucks. Unacceptable, mayor says. Oh, Oh. Right, Ken. He is not. It's not acceptable to him. Are they renting the trucks out? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how are they getting official trucks? Well, if it's your last meal request, you can fuck on a fire truck, Ken. Oh, well, Obviously. then that's understandable, then. Um, My bad. Los Angeles, Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa. That's right. I said that. Said Thursday he was concerned about reports that Los Angeles City fire trucks were used for porn filming. Wow, that's right on Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a is film. <laughs> it does cause me concern that a film of that type would be filmed anywhere close to city property. It's unacceptable. Uh, he said that if allegations... What else do they film in if they don't film within the city property? I don't know. They. Uh, he said that if allegations that city personnel were involved prove true, those employees should be disciplined. Uh, the story was first reported on CNBC TV Channel 4. Um, which posted clips from the video um, showing a scantily clad actress exposing herself to a passerby on Venice Beach. Uh-oh. At one point, she approaches a parked fire truck from Station 63 in Venice and exclaims, Look at this fire truck. Isn't that nice? Before climbing into the fire truck and exposing herself to the camera. See, this is L.A., so what's the difference between filming a sex scene on a fire truck for the new Brad Pitt movie and doing a porn mm. film? In a well, closer, yes. like a closed-in area. Well, I guess the question is, did they have a, a filming permit? That's true. <laughs> and and, and, Somehow and I don't did think, they have their commercial driver's license? Yeah, sometimes I yeah for some reason I don't <laughs> think Bang Bros has their CDL. No, or their film permit. No, I don't I, think so. Yes, that vehicle is over the weight. I've done a lot of research on this topic, and I don't think I've 
seen uh, enough evidence of film permits. No. They looked a lot of freestyle and a lot of blurring people with the background's faces out. Yes. Which would signal they are not doing. supposed to be there. Yes, and scaring people off. Yes. I was um, what she did with the fire hose. <laughs> she shoot it in her hole. <laughs> she put the fire out. <laughs> um, the story was reported by. Oh wait, I already said that. At one point, she approaches the fire truck. I already said that too. Uh, a second shoot <laughs> allegedly used a truck from Station Forty One in Hollywood. Oh. Captain Jamie Moore, a spokesman, a spokesman for the department, confirmed Thursday that the Professional Standards Division launched an investigation into the Venice porn shoot in April or May, and that the allegations of a second shoot in Hollywood came out of the investigation. The investigation is trying to determine to what extent the fire personnel had knowledge of the shoot and whether any firefighters participated, he said. No Uh-oh. firefighters have been fired. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Well, they do have that calendar. What's the difference between selling that hunky calendar of had scantily clad firemen and, um, you know, fucking porn stars in the truck? And then not only that, even if they wouldn't participate, I bet you they stayed around for the shoot. Well, times are hard, Karen. I think the calendar puts money yeah, into the city's hard. pocket. I think that would be the difference. Oh, oh yeah. Like, if they didn't get a permit, they really didn't, they, they're just not putting money in the city's pocket. Had they gotten a permit, oh, okay. if they were, yeah, if there was no permit, they're not paying for anything. And so by default, they're like, hey, you didn't pay for any of this. How dare you get naked on our city property that you didn't pay pay for at all? Uh, no firefighters were placed on leave, but KNBC TV Channel 4 reported, uh, report alleged that, I mean, the report alleged that firefighters helped to set up the shoot and appeared in the video observing it. The onlooker's faces were blurred out in the posted video. Like I said, I have experience watching. Moore said that it is part of the investigation, but could not confirm what involvement if any firefighters had. They're trying to determine whether the firefighters really knew this was going to happen. Did they participate, and why wasn't someone on the engine? Oh, they well, they was revving the engine, sir. Well, baby, she didn't want to fuck on the engine. Okay, think about that. Hot. The engine, right. The engine could have been hot. There's oil and stuff there. So she wanted to fuck inside the vehicle. And they didn't have a permit because they wanted to get their hair wet. So. Yeah. No, I agree. I say you fuck at the top of the ladder. That's yeah. what I would do. That's what they were playing. Shoot the ladders. When they asked up. <laughs> <laughs> she took some shoots, all right. Um, but, uh... Personnel at the Venice and Hollywood fire stations reached by telephone declined to comment. It's not one of our proudest moments, Moore said. But he said the department's new chief, Brian Cummings. Ah! Oh. <laughs> that is not appropriate. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian Cummings is adamant, adamant that he's not going to tolerate this kind of stuff. Brian Jacob Cummings. Yes. He's like, now that Cummings is all on the job, I'm going to be all in your face. Yes, I am. No. <laughs> I will be on your ass, Mr. <laughs> Things are going to change now that Cummings is in charge. <laughs> and look at your shoulders, going to be Cummings everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to be inside you. I'm going to be so close. <laughs> Oh, oh, anyway. Come oh, said, I'm going to reach out and touch every firefighter that was involved. So the cop terrible. said, burglar frying bacon <laughs> cop and owner returns. Uh-oh. A woman who returned to her home found a man inside who was frying bacon on her stove in possession of several personal items, according to police in St. Louis. I love bacon. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> Yo, man, how you going to rob somebody and be like, mm, 
good ass bacon in here though. Oh shit, she got center cut dough? Yeah. Is this center cut bacon? I can kill this and go all the way home and cook it, but you know what? I can't wait. I gotta have my BLT right now. <laughs> uh, Damon Petty, 36, was charged with burglary after his arrest Tuesday at the home of Kenya Ely in University City. Ely and a female friend have returned to the home and at first were unable to enter when Petty tried to keep the door closed. Ah! The two eventually got in and detained him until police arrived. Uh, there's an all bitch You can't get to your own house. Yeah, you can't get none of this bacon. I'm from bacon. Get out I only here. made enough bacon for one person. Me, the thief. <laughs> so, what a dumbass crime. Um, many people sent this article to me, so I guess I'll go ahead and read it. Um, but of course, uh, people that follow the show, they know we named an episode after this. People that follow me on Twitter during the Republican debates know that this is my mantra for 2011. Let Herm Cook. Now, what I mean by Let Herm Cook, I mean politician Herman Cain, who is running for President of America. Uh, he's campaigning right now and he's in several debates against the other Republicans. Uh, in the, uh, in the GOP, and he's trying to win, mm-hmm. but they won't let him be great. Karen, nope. they cut him off at every turn. Mm-hmm. They treat him like he is not a serious candidate. And I can't. And I'm sure, he says malicious, crazy things like all the people that run for Republican <laughs> president do. But he is adorable. Karen, he is harmless. Okay, this man would not hurt a fly. He doesn't even have the brain capacity to understand how to hurt a fly. This man literally said that he would not have been able to get his cancer treated under Obama's health care plan. Uh-oh. As if Obama's health care plan prevents rich people from going to the fucking doctor. That's what the health care plan that Obama is proposing does. If you have the money and time, it says, no, fuck you. <laughs> this homeless man gets it first. Like this, oh uh, uh, God. Anyway, unrealistic. So he won the Florida Straw Poll. Yes. Uh, Herman Cain won the presidency by Florida Straw Poll with 996 votes, which is 37.1 percent of the total, blowing past Rick Perry and Ron Paul, both of whom had organized to win there. He had more than doubled the Perry vote. More delegates chose Cain than chose Perry and Romney combined. I believe that. Now that's big news because Perry and Romney are the front runners. Mm-hmm. Now maybe they split the vote or whatever. Mm-hmm. But thirty-seven point one percent for Herman Cain. God that's, damn, that's a lot. And you know why they're so dumb? They probably thought Palin and McCain were running again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they left off the MC. Yes, yes, we'll take like, that. Oh, it's her and McCain. Her McCain. McCain's back. McCain's back. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> they they read it. Her McCain. Yeah, like. Yeah, if you say it fast, Herman Cain, it's like her and McCain. Okay, I'm good. That's brilliant, her and McCain. Yes. So so they they voted for him in a 37.1% clip. Um, Of course, Perry had shown up. Um, He was there. Wait, hold on. It shows you something, says Governor Rick Scott. The road to the White House is right through Florida. It pays to be here. Sir, sir, no. I don't think it shows you anything. Um, is the I don't I really don't think it shows anything. No, and, um, no, okay. and I and I guess my thing is this: during the last debates, during the last few debates, especially Rick Perry, 
has been coming out and talking all kinds of mad shit about social security and all. And Florida is an old ass state. Yes. <laughs> so the white folks was like, oh no, you will not take my social security out of my dead prime hands. Oh, they probably didn't know who he was. They was like, oh, no to Perry, no to Romney. Oh, he sounds like a nice Herman. He's yes. harmless, Karen. Herman, I'm harmless. He's harmless. He, voting for Herman Cain is like voting for nobody. It's like a voter. Uh, it's like contesting the vote in general. Like, I fuck this process. I vote for Herman Cain. This shit is stupid. And, and I really think that, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head right there. I forgot. It's an old people's state. Yes. And Governor Rick Perry called uh, Social Security a, a Ponzi scheme. scheme. Yes, sir. Which, you know, it sounds... It does not float. sounds well. reasonable unless you're getting a Social Security check or expect to get one at some point in your life. That's right. They was like, you know what? Fuck you. And I'm going to hit you upside here with my cane. I will not vote for your ass. Um, so no avatars on the ballot. Right. Yeah, of course. If it was say Herman Cain, black. By failing so convincingly, Perry ensured that another weekend's trouble for for the front runner uh, narrative will be plated in gold and frozen in amber. I'm okay with second place, shrugged Perry supporter Tony Jackson from Hillsborough County. Let's be honest, losing by 22 points is pretty bad. Perry's a better speaker than debater. Well, that's never good. Like I don't know, like these guys who are like. Uh, we're gonna beat Obama in the, you know, the election, the general election next year. They do realize you gotta have a couple of debates with the president, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all can't be elected motherfuckers who can barely talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna look good for America, cause it'll, everybody already has their sides decided for the most part. Mm-hmm. But independent people are gonna look at those fucking, uh, debates. Debate. And it's gonna be like when McCain was talking to Obama and people were like, this, this one, this dude looks old and stupid. Yes, and he looks like he might drop dead, and I don't want that idiot ever becoming president. This no. other guy looks hip and seems to know what's going on. I think I'll vote for him. Like, I don't know. You still got to make a choice next year. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, let's get into some ratchet news. Uh, man hacks roommate in the head with a machete, lights cell on fire, and is saved by stranger. Wow. That's a lot of shit going on in this He had a very full day. <laughs> In the Bronx. Say that again, Ange. No, I said in the Bronx. Yeah. I want to see his Google Calendar, you know? Ah! Like, what time did he have all this going down? Uh, A Bonkers Bronx man. Get it? Because, like, Yonkers is in there. A Bonkers Bronx man with a machete stabbed his housemate Sunday morning, then set himself on fire, only to be rescued by a heroic passerby. So, that that person must have been anti-death penalty. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he did stab a man in the head before he saved his life. Uh, I couldn't imagine the poor jogger jogging by going, hey, is that man on fire? Teddy John, 36, hacked his housemate in the head just before 9 a.m. Oh, what a way to wake up. Ouch. The nut. Wow, this article seems a bit bit biased. Yes. (laughs) The nut then doused himself in accelerant and set himself on fire sparking a two alarm blaze in his two story brick single family home on southern boulevard cops said it was unclear whether he was trying to torch himself the building or both wow the building the burning building drew the attention of ken banks who was driving by on his way to band practice he's going to practice banks who was 58 and a drummer with the r&b group the rhythm makers they got it's like me if I say somebody's life and I'm like, Rod, Rod, who is half of the black guy who tips podcast, 
<laughs> they urinated on the man and put the fire out. <laughs> uh, bravely ran up the stairs, dragged the Burning Man out of the building by his belt, his only item of clothing that hadn't been incinerated. Damn. I got Scorchbank said he was still in flames. His clothes were burnt completely off of him. He had a machete. He dropped it when I was pulling him down. I was shocked. Uh, you were shocked that he dropped the machete? Or... I don't, I don't all of this is shocking I just picked something <laughs> it's all very shocking like this guy set himself on fire he has a machete there's a lot going on like I was shocked that I even came up yes, there to save his life <laughs> R&B saves lives though I think we all know that cops arrived R&B makes lives cops arrived and sprayed the, the psycho with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> this article. Yeah, this is all in the article. I'm not making any of this. No, up. it reads just like that. Banks said he was then rushed to Jacoby Medical Center, where he was in critical condition. He is in critical condition. The oh, man, you think Jacoby's black? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the man, John Staff, uh, identified by his family as Hobart Barrow, 65, is in stable condition. So, this dude who's 36 was staying with a guy who's 50, 65. And chopped him in the head with a machete. Wow. And then set himself on fire. And BX. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. BX all day. (laughs) Represent. He tried to put an X in the back of his head with a machete. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, alright. Uh, speaking of crazy people, a convicted rapist, Edward Hartley, by his own account, has a small penis. Oh my god. But it's so it's so small. Oh. It's so small. How small is it? In fact, that he whipped it out in front of a thirteen year old girl he found at a bus stop to reassure her that if the two were to have sex he wouldn't hurt her. It's a good pickup one. I like that. Wow. That he went the opposite you know, first of all, you got to accept what you God's giving you, okay? Alright, what TiVo has blessed you with, you just take that and run with it. <laughs> well, you, that's why you pay for hookers. Well, I understand why he went that way. Because he was like, look, a lot of dudes, they don't embrace having a small penis. You know? They walk up to a chick and they, they start already making excuses. You know? It's, you know, as soon as they whip it out, it's like, oh, I got a small penis. I'm sorry. You know? But he's the opposite way. That's, his, that's how he starts off his rap. People <laughs> guys like, see, harmless. You can put this in your ear. It won't hurt. I call it my ah! <laughs> It'll almost be like you didn't have sex. The easiest sex you've ever had. Putting your nose in some flu porn. Yeah, you can sneeze. <laughs> yeah. I do this thing. It's called sperm sneezing. Okay. Now, <laughs> first of all, do you have, I know you. I know you're coughing. First of all, <laughs> this can solve that problem. He literally has nicknamed his dick Herman Cain. <laughs> Completely harmless. You're like, girl, you can put this all in your mouth. And the ball. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, he also offered to pay her $400 in bills that turned out to be counterfeit. Nice. Uh, for sex is what he... Uh, that wow. sentence is fucked up. Just- it, should, it should be like he offered to pay her $400 for sex and the bills turned out to be counterfeit. Uh, according to court records obtained by the New Times last month, Hartley approached a 13-year-old victim as she was waiting at the bus stop with her 14-year-old female friend. The two told Hartley that they were runaways. He then offered the girls a ride. Hartley drove the two girls to a day's <laughs> a ride on his tiny, tiny penis. <laughs> Which they didn't even notice was there. Because <laughs> it's counterfeit, counterfeit dick, that's what he has. 
had counterfeit money and a fake penis. Yes. Uh, Harley drove the two girls on a Days in motel to a Days in motel in Phoenix and brought the, brought the girls a room. Then he offered them four hundred dollars for sex, which he then, which which is when he pulled out his apparently tiny penis, assuring them that it was too small to hurt them. Now, of course, I have questions for everybody here. Um, I'll start with the ladies first. Tiny penis, yes or no? Is it a plus or a minus? Karen, tiny penis, you into that? No, I'm not. I'm not into tiny penises, and I'm not into old man penises. So he got double strike in my book. Okay. Uh, what about you, and Yeah, you... how they ended up at the hotel room, I have no idea. But no, to tiny penis. So. Okay. So not. So all right, fellas out there listening, over two. You do not. Maybe you don't want to approach women with. Uh, your tiny penis pickup line. That might not be the way to go. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, at least try to impress me with a sock or a strap on or something. Surprise me or some shit. Nope. Well, what about for $400, ladies? For $400, now times are hard in this economy. No, no, no. Women want to come to, and I'm sorry, your penis is not satisfying me. We're going to have some issues. Okay, and $400? No, over oh, four. There's two girls there, two girls here. We say no. Mm-hmm. Damn, dog. Hey, well, look, fellas. First of all, four hundred dollars isn't gonna cut it. <laughs> you gotta pay a little bit more. Second of all, four hundred counterfeit dollars is even worse. <laughs> um, now, same question for you, Jay. And I don't answer. I'll answer after you. But um, if a chick tells you she has a tiny, harmless vagina, are you down with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the opposite. You have to say yes. it's so large, it won't hurt. You know. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, he says yes to both, Jay. Yeah, that all functions the same. So he says differently. So Jay says yes, he a tiny vagina is a turn on, and you can watch. Yeah, for yeah, free. Kind of, for free, yeah, no, yeah. You didn't I, even ask the four hundred dollar part yet, and he said wow. yes. Well, I will tell you guys right now, a tiny vagina not a turn off for me. I don't, I don't want to, that seems painful. Wouldn't it be extra tight? Yeah, that seems like it would hurt. <laughs> like, that's the reason I never wanted to take anyone's virginity. That was, I was like, no thank you, ma'am. Was, We're talking as if it's smaller than an asshole. Yeah, tiny vagina, no thank you, ma'am. Like, and I've been offered, <laughs> was, I, I was, like, I, I was once offered to take somebody's virginity, and I said no. It was a, it was a huge turn off to me. Although it was very nice of that person to feel that way about me, I was like, uh... That seems like it would hurt. Maybe you should get a, you know, get a couple trials underneath you, and then we, we come back and talk. You know, <laughs> we, we discuss it. I'm not a starter bike, is what I'm saying. Like, hey, I know this guy for four hundred dollars. It won't hurt at all. <laughs> yeah, you feel it. I, I have his phone number. On. Yeah, you you won't be riding for long. He won't stay in. Do they even have condoms that fit him in his tiny tiny penis? They <laughs> might use like like balloons. Yeah. Can you imagine him going in and just buying like some magnums just to be like, you know, his <laughs> ego? Like, yeah, let me get some magnums and I'll also take a couple balloons. Or he'll think one will last a year. <laughs> <laughs> these these balloons aren't my condoms. These are just balloons. So that's why I'm buying these magnums. Do, do you think he went to the prostitute? Prostitute? Mm, hell no. You got at least be five inches. Right. <laughs> I well, got sandals too. Well, I think the prostitute just looked at the money and was like, that shit counterfeit. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. You better go find some 13 year olds. Um, <laughs> so he drove the two girls to a Days Inn motel in Phoenix and brought the girls a room. Then he offered them $400 for sex, which is when he pulled out his apparently tiny penis and assured them that it was too small to hurt them. One more time in case you didn't hear it the first time. Right. 
Like, no, 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 really. I have a tiny dick, ma'am. You look like you don't believe me. Um, the desperate team took the bait. Oh my god, they did? Yeah, they each told the police. They each told the police they had sex with Hartley in the motel room while in the same bed. Oh. We got a, yeah, you got a pedophile threesome on, Karen. Uh, Hartley then left the girls four counterfeit $100 bills and assured them that he, he would pay for, for them to keep the room for the next two weeks. Once the girls realized the bills were counterfeit, because, you know, probably had, like, the guy from Monopoly on them or something. <laughs> Um, they went to the front desk of the motel to ask if the room was paid for, which of course it wasn't. And Hartley was long gone. Long That's- gone. <laughs> wow, longer than his penis. Yeah, he was short gone. That whole Senate did. <laughs> That's when the girls short called the police. Long gone. <laughs> uh, Hartley, who's been convicted of at least six prior crimes, including penalty, uh, pleading guilty to rape. Wow. Uh, and I guess he was like, look, it was such a tiny penis, can you really call it rape? Maybe aggravated sexual assault. Maybe. Ah. It might have been annoying. Uh, uses New York State ID to rent the motel room because he's so fucking smart. So it wasn't long before he was tracked down by Phoenix Sex Crimes Division at his home in West St. Girl Lane in, in Surprise? Surprise, New York? <laughs> I bet he was surprised. surprised. My penis is tiny. <laughs> well, he doesn't want you to be surprised about his penis being tiny. Ah. Pulls it out for you. Um, uh, money's counterfeit. Hardly, yeah. hardly claims the girls told him they were 18 and 19 years old. He admitted to performing oral sex on the 14-year-old as he masturbated. Uh, but he didn't admit to having intercourse with either of the girls. I call that the Lawrence Taylor defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hartley was booked on three counts of public sexual indecency, indecency one count each of child molestation and sexual abuse, two counts each of prostitution with a minor under the age of 15. Wow. What a story. Well, I'm sure because he has a tiny penis, it'll just be a misdemeanor. Yeah, and my, and my thing is, that how, can, how, can, how can he jack off? It, it, you know, it's not even a handful. Well, I'm, I'm assuming he uses the thumb and uh, index finger, maybe? I hope so. Yeah, maybe Put a special set of tweezers. Nah, nah, nah. Say that again, I heard, I heard you, Jay. The tweezers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I heard you, I heard you. What'd she say? Like, I'm just kidding. Um, what did I say? Hold on. <laughs> you, I'm just sorry if you don't oh, it's that he, he puts his pinch on vibrate. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, speaking of sexual abuse, Roseville, uh, Roseville optometrist, which is, uh, what, an eye, doc- eye doctor? Right. Uh, accused of sexual assault of teenage patient. Patient. A Roseville optometrist is accused of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old female patient by touching her mouth with his exposed penis after administering medicine to her eyes. Oh my God! There is something. I need articles. Um, all kinds of ratchetness. I can't divulge my sources. They're so creepy. They scare you. It's like after he put the medicine in her eyes, she couldn't see, and all of a sudden it was just an exposed penis in her mouth, like. like like I was expecting this to be like he uh, sedated her or something, you know? Yeah, but, like he dated her eyes. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, he. 
Like she she can't really see clearly. She can still feel a dick on her mouth. <laughs> no, he, he figured out that she has been experienced. She's sixteen. Right. She might not know what a wreck dick feel like. He didn't mess with anybody older because you're like, look, if this your dick, I can't see that shit. Yeah. But I know what a dick feels like it's in my mouth. Like nothing else. Like you. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know what that feels like. Well, though. maybe she knew what it felt like, and then he was like, you whore. <laughs> You're only 16. Have some class about How this. dare you? <laughs> Prosecutor Eric Smith has authorized a two-count warrant for Danny Bassam Brico, Brico, D.O., a staff optometrist at Liz Crafter. Oh, good advertising for them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't uh, be going there. Charging him with assault with intent to penetrate. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yes, he put medicine in her eye and he was going to give her an eye full. Yes. Uh, a 10-year felony and a fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct, a two-year misdemeanor. Uh, Brico is scheduled to be arraigned Friday afternoon. Uh, a receptionist at Lens Crafters this afternoon said Brico was working but couldn't come to the phone because he was he, with a patient? He was working. He's still working. And with the patient. Right. And like, can't come to the phone. Yeah, because yeah, he's coming to their mouth. Right. <laughs> he's the lens crafter. Did you not know? <laughs> I think uh, at that point, I would be like, well, can you go warn the patient? Yeah. Right. No, no, get that brick hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he worked at lens classes. He just wanted to be sure that his penis excuse me, could see. So he was making sure they had a good pair of glasses on them. Right. Well, I, it is buy one, get one pair free, so maybe the other pair is his balls. Yes, uh, yes, yes. He <laughs> clearly. Prosecutors allege Rico administered three drops of fluid into each of the girl's eyes and told her to keep them closed for a few minutes. Oh, my God. When she felt something touching her lips, she opened her eyes to find the doctor standing on the chair with his penis near her face, uh, prosecutor said. How is this fucking man still at work the next day? I don't comprehend this. I don't know, man. You know, it's middle management. It's just a thankless job. Ah! Um, <laughs> uh, so what have we not talked about yet? Swords. Piney Flats man <laughs> accused of swinging sword at 17-year-old girlfriend's head. Oh! Oh, man. Kids are catching it bad these days. Yes, Hate to be a teenage are. girl in today's society. Well, yeah, you're getting raped by men with tiny penises and... Well, that's not rape. It was consensual. Well, consensual. But uh, they got ripped off. Yes. <laughs> I've been smart enough to know counterfeit money. That's the first thing they teach you in hookah school. Come on, girls. A piney flash man has been arrested after allegedly swinging a sword at his 17-year-old girlfriend's head, ultimately cutting her hand as she attempted to protect herself. Oh. An arrest report at Sullivan County Sheriff's Office says the incident occurred Wednesday night. Uh, the victim said she had been arguing with her boyfriend, Trevor McClain, 20 years old, when he began choking her. According to the reports, McLean picked up a sword during the altercation and swung it at her head. Like the tutors, this guy. Yeah, this dude, was he watched Spartacus and he was like, I know how to handle this shit. Uh, the victim reportedly used her hand to prevent the sword from striking her face wow. and cutting a cut to her hand in the process. Uh, police say the victim and uh, police say the victim and she was treated. Uh, okay. That's not written correctly. Yeah, she was treated at the scene by EMS. She was then released to her mother, who called 911 to report the incident. Two SCSO detectives responded to investigate McLean of um, uh, to investigate McLean of the residence was arrested and charged with aggravated domestic assault. So, ladies, if your boyfriend owns a sword, 
chill. Hey, and you ever dated a dude that owns a sword? <laughs> Not that I know, no. Yeah, exactly. So you guys want to get with Edge, you got to have more than a tiny penis, your money needs to be not counterfeit, and sword ownership, not a plus, okay? No, never a plus. Um, and of course, Edge and Jay probably like swords, because he's always advocating that shit. Um, <laughs> Attack of the Hairy Crazy Ants. Oh. That's right, Karen. It's about to get ratchet in here. They are tiny, destructive, and they bite. So whatever you do, don't ant antagonize them. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, uh, so clever. A plague of pesky little alien invaders are causing mayhem as they spread across America. Unleashing antisocial behavior wherever they go, hairy crazy ants, sometimes known as raspberry crazy ants. Wow, what? Why raspberry crazy ants? Do they look like a raspberry? They, they taste like raspberry. Raspberries have the, the hair on it like that. Oh, okay, okay. No. Uh, they have now made it to the southern state of Louisiana. Getting close to Adjective J. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, think we'll be okay. Hey, okay, okay, wait till I read this. A two millimeter long reddish brown pest, uh, the, the two millimeter long reddish brown pest are believed to have originally made it to U.S. shores on boats from the Caribbean before crawling from Texas and Mississippi. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they arrived on the boat. They get out the boat, man. And then the motherfucker got crazy. Wow. They got their name because they are covered with the little spikes and run around in little circles as if they are mad. You mad. <laughs> you mad, bro. And experts at the Louisiana State University's Agricultural Center are so worried that they warned residents that the ants are on the attack. It follows the discovery of a colony at the home in at a home in Sulphur near Lake Charles. Uh, LSU entomologist Dennis Ring says they can get inside electro- electrical boxes and short them out and even find their way into computers, televisions, and other electronics and damage them. Damn, these things must be kind. Well, the ants can. Okay, now I, I'm worried. I'm, I know, but, but shit, I ain't never found an ant in my computer. Right, like going under your keys and stuff? That's not... Now, if you put sugar out, you'll get ants. I tried to warn Azure J. You need your computer. Yeah, now uh, I'm worried. I'm concerned now. He added uh, that residents shouldn't have trouble knowing if they have a problem. Mr. Ring explained that your pet will not stay in the yard. You will not go into your yard because in a matter of minutes, you will have hundreds of ants on you. Oh! Zach Lehman... Uh, spokesperson of the Audubon Nature Institute in New Orleans said the ants gather in the thousands, bite people and overwhelm other ant populations in the area, either killing them or forcing them to leave. He added, damn, these some ratchet fucking ants. Woo! Get the fuck out! We gentrifying this bitch! And then, and then, gang signs and shit on Raspberry ants in this motherfucker! Um, he added that they ah. make their nest in inconvenient places that colonies can be extremely large. They do bite humans and often they do not respond well to control methods used for other ant species. Damn. That's right. Hairy crazy ant care. Uh, Ag Center uh, scientist Victoria Baylor said in 2009 the ant was collected on Mississippi, in the Mississippi coast. And since that time, entomologists have been expecting the hairy crazy ant to invade Louisiana from either the Texas population or the Mississippi population. She added the species are prolific breeders and the numbers of ants in a single co- colony can be as high as several hundred thousand. As you say. Damn. 
This is bad, actually. I'm laughing, but I'm actually very scared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they have, like, a little thing about the their journey across America. Like, like they pulled out a map and decided to take a trip. Wow. <laughs> what, 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 do they warn you? Do they be like, crazy ant crew, bitch? Well, they start putting up graffiti first. And that's what we like. <laughs> When you start seeing like little graffiti signs on the grass, or your dog walks past you, and they graffitied up, that's when you know it's real. Well, you know it's a uh, ant gang up in here. It's just like the nigger gang, but yeah, ant gang. <laughs> Antout.com, where we complain about ants. All right, last story, and then we're out of here. Midwest farmers are on the alert against pig thieves. Uh oh. Mhm. Hide your bacon. They stealing bacon? Well, I mean, first they breaking your house and they're cooking it. Yes, they are. Now they're stealing it before you can even kill it, Karen. It's getting more and more out of control in this economy. Wow. Lafayette, Minnesota, here in pig country, the pigs are vanishing. This month, 150 pigs, each one man weighing more than an average grown-ass man. Damn. Disappeared from a flowering building in Lafayette despite, despite dead bolts in its door. Who the hell sends 150 pigs away from the size of a man? This is a uh, group job. Farther north, near Lake Lillian, 594 snorting squilling hogs disappeared last month, whisked away in the dark. Wow. Like, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your babe. Yeah, hide your, yes. Hide your pigs, hide your wife, because they just break. Hide Wow. Yep. Climbing in your window, snatching your uh, pigs. They was like, horses? Nah, we don't want no horses, bitch. Chicken? Nah, we can do without some chicken pigs. That's what we do, dog. <laughs> in Iowa, which with added cover from the vast stretches of tall cornfields, yeah. pigs have been snatched 20 or 30 at a time from as many as eight facilities in the last few weeks, said the sheriff of Mitchell County, adding that among other challenges, the missing are difficult to single out. Yeah, I guess, because how do you know it's your pig? Do they brand pigs? They might, like they brand cows. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I, no, no clue. Apparently this guy is, uh, apparently this guy is racist. Uh, he says they all look alike. <laughs> I guess they would. <laughs> said Kurt Yonker, the sheriff, who, and it makes sense that he's racist because he is a sheriff in Minnesota, um, who said he's only rarely heard of pig thefts in his decades on the job. Suddenly, we're plagued by them. How many big city police sheriffs are looking at that like god i wish i had <laughs> i know we have murders and rapes but you have pig deaths that's terrible man yeah we have tiny penis men giving counterfeit money to, to teens we have fucking uh dude chopping his roommate's head off with a machete and then lighting himself on fire uh, you sir are upset about the pig theft epidemic oh, do, oh do, do, do you think that the people at the uh, barbecue joint if they race shot going down automatically they know that they done stole them pigs <laughs> I'm like yeah I think you just go to the park I, I think you just go to the park and see who's having the biggest cookout yeah <laughs> <laughs> like nigga you know something these ribs are fresh <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't even have a cover charge and all this bacon is here What's, something's not up sir yes <laughs> bacon is never this cheap, sir. Two for one bacon sale? <laughs> Suspicious. This is a case for Horatio from Miami CSI. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> no, oh, baby, oh, your, oh, your dude on, on that show you watch, the NSNT, whatever that show is you watch. Yeah, SUV. I know what you're talking about, Cartoon Network. Yes. Um, some, some livestock economists 
uh, pointed out to the pointed to the thefts in this hog-rich region as one more sign of the grim economy. Livestock uh, economists, I didn't know they existed. <laughs> they count pigs and shit. A reflection <laughs> of record high prices for hogs this year, and the ease of stealing pigs from large barns that are often far from the farmer's house. This is the hot commodity of the moment. Like copper a few years ago. And gold, said Ryan Bold, whose family company, Revco Pork, discovered that 150 of pigs were missing on September 16th, shortly before they were taken to the market. Uh, the loss was $30,000. If you want to know how much 150 pigs go for. Um, and he said, on top of the ungodly high price of corn that he has, ha- he has paid to feed the pigs for six months, um, until they were fat enough to be sold, and after all that, they're not here. You know, and I think I know who did this, you know, just thinking about this, because they should check the barn for spider webs with messages on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it is... Oh, it's like the runaway slaves. I think the pigs are slowly escaping. They're going to go up there. It's going to be a map map on how to cross the river. Yeah, like what if the spider, Charlotte the spider, was like Harriet Tubman? You know, <laughs> like if there's a spider web that says "Turn left at the river," then maybe, maybe it's the spiders you need to check yeah. out. Yes, sir. Get you some crazy ants and in that thing. This is like I will say this: ah! this is actually kind of economical. Um, like pig uh, pork bellies, I think, is actually traded, and I think it's like around eight dollars, whereas before it was around six. So, yep. like that's why the price of bacon is going up because pork bellies legitimately are where bacon comes from. So apparently. Bacon is now a hot like I'm just gonna say a hot commodity, and I thought about it. Bacon's always hot, preferably, but now of course bacon is now like really expensive, and so pigs are getting are getting snatched in the night. How about that sow's meat I learned about on your show? No, that's still cheap. You can still get sow's meat for very little. Okay. The Nicolet County Sheriff's investigator was swapping details of law enforcement authorities and other uh, places where pigs have been taken and called for tips of any sort. Uh, but Mr. Bow seemed doubtful as about seeing his pigs again. Oh, they got a pig hotline. 1-800-PIGS. <laughs> 1-800-MIXED-PIGS. 1-800-SQUIRREL. 1-800-WHERE'S-MY-PIGS. I got a tip on the pigs. Uh, 1-800-CHITNINS. Ah, ah, ah. My guess is that they're bacon and pork chops already. Well, that's not very optimistic, Mr. Bode. Um, For the moment, as worried hog producers around the region pledge to strengthen their security systems and consider offering rewards to solve the string of cases, investigators in Iowa and Minnesota, which are among the nation's top hog producers, the women and livestock, am I right? Up top, fellas. Uh, were left with a tangle of complicated questions. Was this all the work of a single roving band of pig thieves? Well, that that movie needs to happen. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> Or were there isolated incidents with separate culprits all driven by the high price of pigs, which are going for about $200 a piece right now, and were even higher last month? Um, and who would have experienced... Enough experience with a 270-pound or 270-pound pig, a group that would not, for instance, simply march out of bad barns with with a whistle and a come here boy, and sufficient equipment, at least a large livestock trailer to pull off such a heist. Yeah, this is somebody really, really, really organized. Mm-hmm. I think it's somebody like they like said a lot of the farms are probably like miles away from the houses and they probably do it in the middle of the night. So it wouldn't surprise me if they pulled up with a truck. Like it had to be something 150, 300. This is too many heavy ass pigs 
for it to be something that's simple. I'll say you watch the movie Chicken Run <laughs> and ah. check that movie out and see if you can find something in there that'll help. Um, and uh, this, this Mark Chatterton, Chatterton, uh, sheriff's investigator, said hundreds of pigs just don't disappear. No. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just keep picturing these dudes all like uh, Tommy Lee Jones from the Fugitive movies. You know, I want every outhouse, in-house, barnhouse, in-house. Like, I just wanted to, I just picture that dude. Like, we're going to find these pigs. Hundreds of pigs don't just disappear, damn it. Not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch, Piggy. We will find you, Miss Piggy. It's not exactly like stealing a pot of gold, he added. You have to do something with them. Well, you have to do something with a pot of gold, too. The, our economy operates on this thing called money now, so... <laughs> Not sure if uh, Mark Chatterton is the guy for the job there. Nope. The guy who still thinks you can just take a pot of gold, which probably weighs a couple tons, <laughs> and uh, just hold on to it and go sell it in town or whatever. No. Um, investigators suspect the pigs may have been taken to the meat processing plants uh, or affiliated drop-off facilities or that they would have been sold at auction barns, which are less common these days, as more large pig producers have direct arrangements with food packing companies. Mm-hmm. But that has raised an uncomfortable suggestion in the industry which where many of the biggest farmers and pork buyers know one, know one another personally and where a stranger pulling up selling you a hundred hogs should give pause. Uh, someone in the business somewhere has to answer for who's doing this, Mr. Chatterton said. Changes in the way pigs are raised have probably made stealing them easier. Uh-oh. And then they go on to talk more and more about pigs. All I have to say is... If you got to hook up a pig, holler at me. I, I mean, like bacon. I like bacon. Seneca. We just got some today. So, anybody oh listening God. in Minnesota and Iowa, holler at your boy. Well, you know, we did. Oh, go ahead. Go. I'm about to say, well, we did buy some. I won't get one free. You might want to check that stuff Yo, out. we did see that sale today. Mm-hmm. We didn't buy that bacon, but that was probably these pigs. I bet you it was. That's to get rid of the surplus because, for real, that's Mark Chatterton is on to them. Yes. All the way in North Carolina. Dog. He knows that hundreds of pigs don't just disappear, Karen. Mm-hmm. This case is almost closed. Yes, sir. I hate to say this, and this actually, I probably will. I will probably kick myself later for saying it, but shout out to the thieves for learning how to bring home the bacon. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> Tip your way to gentlemen. I'm here all week. Um, all right, man. So this has been another episode of the Black Outers Podcast, and we had a uh, real Ange uh, from Twitter on. And also of realedge.com. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. I'm sorry. I've been totally interested. I'm going to say this before the postseason starts, too, because I'm excited. The Yankees are playing right now. They've won Boston for the past two times they've played them. They're down to, like, the bottom of the ninth. And it's ecstatic right now. And I'm watching it quietly online for you guys. Oh, it's all right. Don't worry no, about it. Good, I but I just want to say go Yankees for the rest of the season. I've been paying absolute attention, and thank you for having me on. And this was actually a lot of fun, and I've really enjoyed it. So I hope to be on again ever in life. No problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, and, of course, we'll have you back with Andrew J, because you guys are a, a pair when it comes to books. <laughs> it's the only way we, we will, will ever have you back on the show. No. Um, yeah, you like Scar and Sherry. You both yeah. can come on. We're not if Andrew J says he can't do it, I'll be like, no, Andrew. I'm sorry. Right. Don't they come as a pair? They don't. It's, it's two for one. That's it. Yeah, you guys are like that bacon now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Fat, that's what we are. <laughs> and, of course, um, everybody knows, Adjective J, um, Negro Majority. Check them out. iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. 
Also, the Urban Sports Report, which I cannot believe that name wasn't already taken. You guys are on top of that shit. Yeah, yeah um, I'm as surprised as you are. And we take we talk over movies, mm-hmm. which uh, if I'm ever on this lead, we take over movies because I'm just gonna keep yelling ignorant shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to that because honestly, the movies we're watching aren't good enough to pay attention to. No, they're not you that good. Jokes, yes. Yeah, you guys waste a lot of my net, uh, Netflix too. <laughs> but um, until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Uh, we'll do a live show with me and Karen. Um, and you know, everybody will see you in Ustream and stuff like that. Of course, keep going to theblackouttips.com. Keep voting in the polls. Keep leaving comments in the polls. We love when you guys do that. Let us know that you guys give a fuck. Um, also, don't forget to call the show 704-557-0186 throughout the, uh, week. You can leave a voicemail, uh, but we prefer to call in live on Saturday morning. Talk to us live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't forget also to email the show theblackouttips at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you're thinking about the episodes. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. They're the only type of review that we will le- read live on the yeah, show. because don't nothing else matter. Yeah, four-star reviews, we don't read that. No, we don't Give a fuck about shit. your nuanced criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me give me my five stars. Yep, just like that man with that small penis. You can, we ain't fucking with you. Right, yes. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys are doing that. Go to podcastawards.com, vote for us. If you were going to vote for the Negro majority, fuck that nigga. <laughs> Give us the vote. He don't care. <laughs> Seriously, I do want people to do that. Like, if if you are gonna vote for me, if you have not already done so, please give it to the Black Eyed with Tips because they have a much better chance of winning, and I think they deserve it more. So, I'm all about that. Buy shit at the store. Donate. Don't forget, this show is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions Movie Gorilla, which we'll have a link to on the website as soon as the show is up. Um and follow us all on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That as in D A T. Real Ange is real Ange A N G E. And Adjective J is adjective underscore the letter J. Um, so make sure you guys are doing all that good shit. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, we're on Google Plus. Yeah, Rodimus, first name, last name, Prime. I'm say that again. First name. Say that again. Last name. Join our Facebook group. We're like at 2240 right now, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty good for a couple niggas in Charlotte in a room. Yep. Um, and if you want to be part of our nigger gang, <laughs> you got to join the Facebook group. Yep, that's the only way we accept applications. It's the only way. So even if you're on chipout.com, it's the only way in. So until next time, love you. Me too.